ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. show started. Welcome to Omega Man Radio. This is a live program, and it's my special honor to welcome back good friend Steve Quell. Steve has been a talk show host for close to 20 years. Uh, he, know, he needs no introduction, but uh, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure and honor to have him back. Uh, he's a very sought-after speaker. You probably heard him on uh, Coast to Coast with George Norrie, many other programs over the years, and uh, anytime we get an opportunity to get get Steve on, we'll we'll stop everything we're doing and we'll make a a way to get him on the air. So we want to welcome him back tonight, and I want to give everybody just a few extra minutes to get in. I was checking on the uh, chat room, and uh, man, it is filling up fast. So praise God. Well, let's get Steve on the line. Stand by. Steve, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Good, Bruce. Uh, what a time to be on the radio together, and what an important time as. Uh... As we go to the events that are unfolding in the book of Revelation and the whole world is wondering what's going on, economies are failing, uh, rulers of different lands are coming under extreme pressure, uh, upheaval, tumult, peril. Uh, it's almost like we run out of words to describe the end of days, not the end of the world or the, uh, you know, it all goes into some nihilistic bliss, but we're talking about the very time period that Jesus spoke about and in the book of Revelation that would basically come upon the earth and it would try men's souls. So these are trying times, but you know, Bruce, the reason why they're so trying is because men in their human effort cannot achieve the results of the Holy Spirit of God. And unfortunately, when the, when the purpose-driven church movement came out, which I believe is totally heresy, which is a total humanistic, demonic manifestation of the will of the powers of darkness to basically neutralize the Church of Jesus Christ, there has to be voices that rise up and basically declare the things of old. Now, I want to open tonight's uh, uh, message, I guess you'd say. This is what the Lord laid on my heart at about 4.30. Oh, I think I must have called you, what, Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm yes, sorry, sir. because they stay up late and the days all go together. But 
the Lord said, Steve, tell my people they have a choice. They can use, they can go for the praise of men, or they can seek me and receive the power of God. Now, I'm going to talk about two words tonight, Bruce. I'm going to talk about exousia, or exousia, is, is the authority that God gives us. But the power is the dunamis. And when you and John Kyle and all the different uh, men of God are, are casting out demons, that's the power of God. That's the dunamis. And by the way, yeah, that's the root word for dynamite. So we have let our guard down. We have forgotten the one who redeemed us. And i got to say this, and, and I don't mean any disrespect to your chat room, but there's more to Christianity than sitting around talking with brethren, arguing over uh, doctrine. I want to share something with you. In John 1:11 through 13, here's what the Bible says. And, and, you know, let's go back to the Word of God. I could care less about 10 points, 20 points, 50 points, 100 points. I want to know what the Word says. Because the Bible declares that the Word is a lamp unto our path. It's a guide for our feet. And here's what it says. Jesus came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So instantly we're thrown into this world that God gave us power. And it seems like if, if you look around, the number one uh, powerful uh, portrayal in the Word of God, first and foremost, is casting out demons. That even got Jesus accused of being Beelzebub himself. You know that, Bruce. You guys deal with that on deliverance. But the fear of man has been absolutely the dominant, and in my, this is my opinion, and I want everyone to take it to the Word of the Lord, take the Word of the Lord in prayer to God and ask Him, to what degree do they have the fear of the Lord in their life versus the fear of man? All we're hearing about incessantly, and it's true, are the prison camps, the FEMA trains, the, uh, all of the different things that they're going to do to us. And the thing is, is that us being the body of Christ, the World War III on the horizon, Gog Magog, uh, the seas rolling, the waves rising, the king waves now, which are in the hundreds of feet sometimes, We've got the situation with the New Madrid going off, the Ring of Fire in the South Pacific, and I can go on and on and on, not to mention Planet X and astrocatastrophism. So in all this, how should we then live? Well, I think the answer comes to the, uh, the Spirit of God, and this is really critical that people understand this, that God gave us power and authority. It is with the authority of God's Word, but more importantly, or not more importantly, but concurrent with God's Word, is that Jesus died on the cross, was resurrected, and he gave us the blood of the Lamb to overcome all the works of the enemy. And this is where, where I think that in, in, in seeing the expression of the Christians in the world today, they are powerless, most of them are hopeless, almost uh, 90% of them I know are helpless, and some of them are even begging God to take their lives, or they don't even know if uh, they'll be able to make it. Now, that doesn't sound like an overcomer to me, does it to you? No, sure. Bruce, your grandmother, your, your if you will, uh, parents in the faith or grandparents in the faith, look at the church that was. Look at the believers when they had all-night prayer meetings, when they fasted, when they called upon God. Look at the great revivals of Azusa Street, the Welsh revival, and all the revivals of contemporary history, the men and women of God who made a difference, 
they were touched by God. And I was saying to all my kids, I've got five kids, and I've been saying to them, you all need to have a landmark encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be able to stand. And it doesn't just apply to my kids, it applies to everyone. For instance, the book of Acts. Uh, you know, this is, this is so important in Acts chapter 19. And it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto one then are you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. You know, Paul then goes on to tell them about Paul's baptism being, I'm sorry, John's baptism being a baptism of repentance but that they would receive power after that the Holy Ghost had come upon them. And that's what Jesus told his disciples to go and tarry in Jerusalem for. So we're at a point now where people think that somehow by being civic and civil and being just going along with the flow, and with 60 million people in the United States, that's, you know, 20% about claiming to be uh, evangelical Christians, how in the mess do we get into this gigantic, uh, 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 how should we say this, God-rejecting, uh, life-hating world that we've now come into. We abort 60 million little people. And as I've told on the show before, probably the most dramatic testimonies I've ever seen of the people that have gone to heaven, even those uh, women who had abortions, are when they meet the children that they've aborted. And the kids have grown up, and, and when the mothers ask the children who they are, the, the, the little children that were aborted say, I'm your aborted son or daughter, but I forgive you. And the, the freedom that that's given to those. And what we're going to talk tonight about freedom, because the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Bruce, you guys, when I say you guys, and please, I don't listen to your show, but those of you who minister, Pastor John, Kyle, and others with you, you guys see bondage being broken in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus said the whole world lies in the evil one or under its power, the only way to overcome that power is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, again, I'm going to share tonight the things that I believe that God wants me to touch on. But you must understand, I must understand, we can't do it in our own strength. Church programs are failing. Uh, pastors are abandoning the faith, giving seed or giving heed to seducing spirits, actually seed, because when they're seduced by those spirits, they then plant it in a congregation. And so we've got a total world now, it seems, in modern Christendom of unbelief. The true gifts of the Holy Spirit, the true moving of the Holy Spirit, the true fear of the Lord, which comes by the Holy Spirit, that's all basically been relegated to past history. And to relegate that to past history is also to say to God, you're no longer the same, the world will take it from here, God. And again, I can share this. Had the church embraced the very faith of our fathers and the foundation that Jesus gave when he commissioned the disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel, he didn't just say preach it, though. He gave them the power to cast out demons. He gave them the power to heal the sick. Yet Christianity, but judging by my email and knowing the own, my own battles and everybody else's battles with health issues, we're not walking the miraculous power. And, Bruce, why, when you preach or share or teach to your audience, why do you tell them that is? I think we're going to agree. I'm just going to, you know, get a breath here. Well, you know, Steve, uh, people have forgotten the old landmarks, man. You know, I would go into a church today, and it's nothing like I was raised in the church uh, 20 years ago. But, uh, you know, we're in the last days, folks, and God is calling people to get back into the Word of God return to the old landmarks, and do what he called us to do. That is, cast out demons, 
lay hands on the sick and speak in new tongues. They were doing that in the early church, Steve, and that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. But you know what? Uh, we seem to have discarded the Word of God in favor of that uh, purpose-driven life and other crap like that. I won't even read it myself. I don't want to be corrupted, Steve. You turn well, on the TV, and all they're concerned about is how you can be a better you, how you can live your best life now. They've taken the blood of Jesus out of the church. They've taken the Great Commission out of the church. And what, what do we got now? We've got a church that has a message but no power. Let me give it back to you. Well, I think that the power is the key because to as many as received him, Jesus, gave he us the power to be the sons of God. The devil okay. is continually challenging us in our thoughts, in our emotions, in our life circumstances, in our finances. And in the name of Jesus, Bruce, God wants his children to rise up and take the authority. You know, I used to get mad at a certain scripture because, again, the thing is, I said, Lord, couldn't we be anything other than sheep? And finally, after a long time of prayer, and I'm talking decades of prayer over this, the Lord says, Steve, the reason I use that metaphor, and I am the good shepherd, is I'm the only one who can lead my people out of the slaughter of the wolves that's being prepared for them. You know, again, now I want people to understand something. The idea is, is that when God's Word says we, His people, are destroyed for lack of knowledge, it's, because, it's not because we're not given it, it's because we choose to reject it. Every day I talk to people, I'm sure you do too, but I either email them or, or, or talk to them on the phone. And it's like, Bruce, there are some people who openly embrace the truth and want more of God. But the average word used is fearful. I think fear uh, uh, shows up in my email. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. This, afraid of this, afraid of that. And so the spirit of fear, which the Word of God says we've not been given the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind, that's the promise of God to be taken by faith, but also to be exercised. You know, it's interesting. Faith has to be, uh, has to be uh, uh, exercised in the way, and, and exorcism, E-X-O-R-C-I-S-M, is the best way I know to see the power of God transforming individuals' lives and setting men and women free. And along with exorcism, that casting out devils, and by the way, holy water, crosses, and ancient rituals, they don't hold the power to the blood of Jesus. Because I'm sure you've encountered it, Bruce, or know of situations when someone basically tries to cast out a demon whom Paul preaches, what happens to him? Or when someone basically steps into the world of deliverance, Jesus said, marvel not that the demons are subject unto you, but marvel that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And, and I guess just as we haven't even heard if there be a Holy Ghost, most Christians are, when I say this, biblically ignorant to the point that if you are dumb unto death, were destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that lack of knowledge isn't all the world stuff going on, like a book of knowledge or a book of facts. It's the Word of God, the timelessness, the eternal nature of what God says. See, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day what I think. What matters is have I applied the Word of God to my life, or have I allowed the devil to speak into my heart, speak into my spirit, and seduce me? Or, And when I say seducing, I'm talking about uh, speak lies apart from the Word of God, because apart from the Word of God, the whole world lies in the evil one. And so when Jesus said he didn't come to bring peace to the earth, but a sword, that's the Word of God that separates the spirit from the carnal man from the soulish man. 
And so tonight, it's my prayer, and we'll pray later on in the show, that God is going to give people revelation that they don't need to be afraid any longer. Amen. And folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to a live program. Special guest tonight, Steve Quill. His website is stevequill.com. That's Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. His email is steve777 at stevequill.com. If you have questions for Steve tonight, email them to me, and uh, we'll give them to Steve. Uh, if we have time remaining, he'll go through some of them. My email is omegamanradio at yahoo.com. Give it back well, to you, Steve. Well, yeah, there's so much to talk about tonight, Bruce, but let's let's go to, you know, uh, when Jesus spoke in Mark 12, 23, 25, look, this word that I'm reading from is the only answer I have, and it's the answer for me, it's the answer for you, and it's the answer for everyone. Uh, you know, Jesus, when he's being questioned about who will have whose wife in the resurrection, here's what Jesus said. Jesus answering said unto them, Do ye not therefore err, because ye do know not the Scriptures, neither the power of God? Now, again, the power of God is directly linked to the Scriptures. When Jesus was tempted the three different times, he rebuked the devil. And this is what people have got to understand. Even the devil can quote Scripture. And people want to dismiss the Word of God. They want to explain it away. They want to say it only happened in history. But I, I would say this, ladies and gentlemen, where is the salt and where is the light? Because, Bruce, it's a tragedy. that, And, and I'm speaking from my personal experience and those who I encounter, and they're in the thousands of years, or thousands a year, meaning thousands of people contact me during the year. And i got to tell you this. The, the what people think of Christians seems to be the predominant theme and the fear of man. And what does the Bible say the fear of man is? It's a snare. And the only way men are going to depart from evil is with the fear of the Lord. And what most people don't understand, that in itself is a work of the Holy Spirit, because without a work of the Holy Spirit, you can't have a godly fear. And by fear, I mean reverential, awesome, acknowledging through obedience and through your words that God is God and Jesus is Lord. Christ is not his name. It does not say in the entire New Testament, Christ. It said Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. That's why Satanists, witches, warlocks, and others can't even say the name of Jesus. I'm sure in encountering demons, you've cast them out and commanded them to come out in Jesus' name, and they basically say, I don't like that name. Well, That's right. They, they hate the name. They hate the blood of Jesus. But, you know, right. we, uh, so, we have authority so, so, over them. So then by inference, okay, if, if didn't Jesus say, let's, let's pose some questions to the listeners out there. Didn't Jesus say, if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you? Amen. Didn't Jesus say, if you don't confess me before, my, uh, before men, I won't confess you before my Father, which is in heaven? That's right. You know, didn't Jesus say a whole lot? But now it seems like the word of the Lord is irrelevant. The Old Testament talks about the days we now live in where there'd be a famine for the word in the land. And I, I, I seriously believe that the church of Jesus Christ is different than the bride of Christ because the church means, and for those that don't know the Greek, it's ecclesia. Some people pronounce it ecclesia. means the called out ones. And again, we're in a position now where the dividing lines are being so clearly drawn. I used to ask the Lord, I'd say, God, how are you going to get your people's attention? Lord, they don't seem to listen to this, listen to that. They argue about this, they argue about that. You tell them to love one another and they send you, you know, hate mail. 
You tell them to help one another, and 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 they don't want to do it. You know, the, you try and appeal to the to the uh, the heart of man, saying, "Where would any of us be if it weren't for the generosity and the awesomeness of God?" A man has nothing. The Scripture says that he doesn't receive from above. And yet, Bruce, it's I'm not kidding you. It is like going to the dentist and having all your teeth pulled without Novogaine or something like that. In other words, that it's a painful experience. Because in order for the love of God to be shed abroad in our hearts, it has to come through the Holy Spirit. It has to. Jesus said he's going to the Father, but he's not going to leave us without a comforter. And that's the thing that most people don't put into perspective. God doesn't intend for us to fight this battle in our own strength. God doesn't intend for us to look at our strengths and weaknesses, and most of us look at our weaknesses. And when you see the list of who God used in the Old Testament, there's room for everybody listening to this broadcast. They are, we're in good company, meaning that we're in the company of the redeemed. And there are no perfect people in history. Everybody screws up. But you know what? God is greater than our screw-ups. So the thing is, is that we're now at a point, we're at a, what I would call a perpetual crisis point, where you go to sleep at night only to find out that this nation is falling or having insurrection. You go to sleep at night only to find out that martial law has already been, that the military has already set up their net, uh, including numerous foreign assets, and, and it's already established. In, a little bit, in the second hour of the show, I'm going to go into what's going on tonight, okay? Because there's no way any of us can stand in our own strength, none whatsoever. And I'll read, you know, uh, a pretty, I would say this, scathing but informative uh, brief for everyone that I can personally say I've been part of it over the last 24 hours. Uh, I've been filled in, and I can only share what I know, and, and then I say to everyone, you pray about it. Because, Bruce, literally, overnight, I'm not saying it'll be tonight, but overnight we could be thrust into the most horrific set of events in this country that anybody's ever seen. You know, I've got people that still email me and call me a fear monger, that I sell fear to sell food, or I sell fear to sell gold, or blah, blah, blah. And I say, listen, just go look at the word Armageddon on Google and Yahoo. Go look at uh, the, the mainstream press is doing a better job at sounding the alarm in most cases. Then, then it, with, there are certain exceptions, of course, New York Times, L.A. Times. They think everything's a giant hung, you know, hug fest are probably playing a kumbaya over their speaker systems in their printing press rooms where they put out their newspapers. But the point I'm trying to make is this. We are that generation that's beginning to see everything, whether it's a national ID, the RFID, uh, the things that Tom Horn and I talk about. It should be obvious to people that the oldest lie in the Bible now, ye shall be as gods, is a modern-day headline to the point of just just go ahead and Google transhumanism, artificial intelligence, super soldiers, uh, triple helix DNA. There's so many stories out there. And at the end of the day, the bottom line, it doesn't matter if I could quote 10,000 journal articles or 50,000. At the end of the day, God didn't do a good enough job with humanity. So we, as fallen men, following the blueprint of Lucifer, will create a new ubermensch, a supermen, overcomers, not bound by any moral constraints, not bound by the, quote, gods of antiquity. We'll be our own god 
and, and, and listen, even the universal language at Babylon, when God scrambled the languages, now this universal one language, universal translators, were coming to the point where every single prophecy that was prophesied in Isaiah's day and Ezekiel's day, and I'm not only talking about the ones that were fulfilled, I'm talking about the ones that were yet to be fulfilled, of Micah, of Nahum, of Obadiah, uh, uh, of Zechariah, of Daniel, all of the Zephaniah, all of the prophets that spoke, that longed to look into the times we now live. We're living in those days. So denial is the average response to truth in America. The average response to, to not only denial or the average response to uh, the call to get involved and care about people is apathy and indifference. So you've got, the three, you've got the bylaws of the kingdom of hell right there, apathy, indifference, and denial. Amen. And I want to say, folks, um, ignorance is not bliss in this hour. If you want to stick your head in the sand, uh, you'll, you'll be run over. Uh, just because you refuse to come to grips that the world is changing, and you're going to wake up one day, and the life, as you know it, is going to have changed massively overnight. Look at what if happened with Egypt, Steve. And now we know that TSA is doing its best to, you know, fondle, grope, penetrate, and strip you of your dignity. Doesn't that maybe say something about society's perversion and contempt for the most amazing creation in, in the universes? And, and I'm not just talking about this one. Look, you do not get the contempt of the fallen ones because you're just a bunch of monkeys. And by the way, the theory of evolution was first spoken about in some of the ancient writings, not as the theory of evolution courtesy Darwin, but when God commanded the angels of heaven and Lucifer himself to worship the creation, in other words, not worship man, but worship what God had done in men in putting his image and likeness in them, that's when it's recorded in ancient antiquity, the devil said, I'm not going to worship those monkeys. So the arrogance and the contempt for humanity that Lucifer displayed in the rebellion in heaven, both before the creation of man and after, the thing is is that we're now seeing it played out in the scientific world on an accelerated basis. Um, Romy just sent me an email, and she's got it. She said, Steve, she said, the bride of Christ, and, and the bride of Christ is what Jesus died for, is thoroughly different. What calls itself the church isn't and in fact cannot stand in the presence of true believers. The reason they have to do away with us is the one word. They have control as their word. God has conviction and repentance as his. So when you take away any light of the world, what do you have? You have total darkness. And, you know, I was looking at salt the other day. I was looking at all the different kinds of salt. I went to, uh, I think, Costco, and they only have two or three kinds of salt. But I was thinking, Lord, look at all the flavors of salt. And then I felt like it was just quickened in my spirit. Steve, that's why each individual believer has his own flavor and his own savor, because there are specific people that can respond to me. There are others that can't stand me. I know that. But the point is, is that there are those that are open to the gospel, and you, Bruce Lee, or, you know, and forgive me, I still call you Bruce Lee. I know you go by Shannon Davis, and now I figured out why that's the case. So it's too confusing to this this guy in mountains of Montana freezing right now. Just don't call me Bruce. Okay. You know, whatever. My brother Bruce, if that's okay with you, that's good for me. But my brother yeah. Bruce, we have this time now before us when Jesus is absolutely telling his his is redeemed. You must stand up and face the enemy head on. 
You have my word, which is the sword of the Spirit. You have my power flowing through you. And if those people that are out there listening are are troubled because they, they, they feel insecure, the most wonderful thing I know about the about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the infilling of the Holy Spirit based on Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, and Acts chapter 19 is simply this. That's when you know that you know that you know. That's when question marks turn to exclamation marks and it's no longer... Uh, you know, you, you no longer pray with the perpetual question marks, but you pray with assurance and knowledge, and even with stammering lips, God said he'd speak to this people. And so it's fascinating. And at Babylon, it's interesting, the, the languages of men are scrambled, but at Pentecost, the language of heaven is given freely to all men. Now, look, here's the deal. You cannot account for the powerlessness the lack of authority, the lukewarmness, the lack of salt, the darkness that's in the church, until you recognize that we're a far cry from what Jesus claimed was our inheritance. And, and boy, no, Steve, um, I saw a statistic the other day which said that the fastest-growing religions right now, of course, are Islam, with over a billion people, but also witchcraft. And when I saw that, I, I was aghast. I said, how can that be? And when you really look at the situation, people are looking for something different. And you look at the mainstream American church, it's lost its savor. We're talking about the salt. We were called to be the salt of the earth. We were called to be the light to the world. You don't take a light you don't, and hide it under a bucket. No one's going to see it. You take away the, the salt, the flavor, the savor, what do you got left? You've got something that pigs will trample on. You've got something worthless that you throw out. The point is, is we've got the message but we don't see the power of God anymore. And, you know, well, God is not calling a, a Dunkirk evacuation, Steve. Many people say, well, you know, I want to get mine right now. I want to get uh, my Mercedes Benz. I want, you know, this is the year of Jubilee. I'm going to pay off all my debts. You know, God's going to make me a millionaire, and then he's going to take me out of here before the fireworks go off. Folks, God's not calling anybody out of here early. We've been called, just as Steve said, to put on our Ephesians 6 armor and report to the battle lines. If God takes the salt out of the earth, how is there going to be any other people that make it into the kingdom of God? The greatest battle that is ever going to be fought, for those of you that are listening right now, you're going to have an opportunity to participate in it. You know, Steve, I'm up on Facebook, um, and I see the arguments going back and forth. People are talking about a polarization going on. And you know, folks, what God is doing right now is he's sifting the church. He's sifting you and I, and the way he's doing that, he's applying heat to the to the scenario because, unfortunately, until there's pain, a lot of people won't make a change. And God says, or the, Jesus says, I'm not going to allow you to be lukewarm. I would that you were hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. And in the time that's coming, things are going to keep ratcheting up and ratcheting up. You're going to wake up. It was Egypt. It was Tunisia. Now it's Libya. It'll be America next. Our opportunity to do something for the Lord is running out for us all. We've got to make a decision. Are we going to be hot or cold for Christ? Are we going to be the salt of the earth? Or are we going to be something worthless that nobody wants? And if uh, the church would get back to its roots, Steve, it would start moving in the power of God that was uh, seen in the early church. And then maybe as recently as 100 years ago, what, with the Azusa revival? Yep. You know, people talk about that, but you know, that was 100 years ago. Then well, maybe we again, would have can I tell you something? the rest of Christianity. Bruce, Let me give it back to you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk over you, but there's a delay, and so please forgive me. 
Uh, I don't mean to talk over you. Let me tell you, and, and this is why we're going to pray for people to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit tonight, okay? So I'm asking all of you intercessors out there that you will pray that even those who are questioning whether the baptism of the Holy Spirit is real for today, I'm going to ask you intercessors, like Romy and Sue and Kathy and every single intercessor that's ever uh, emailed me to pray that the Holy Spirit himself will fall on the honest, questioning hearts. Because, look, we only have this time to go around. Let me tell you what's going on right now. And this is, this is courtesy of Hawk, okay? And I'm, I'm personally privy to this stuff in real time, okay? Steve, martial law communications net, including numerous foreign assets, was fully established between approximately 2 and 3 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday morning, March 5th, inside the continental U.S., Beginning as early as Tuesday, March 1st, a number of foreign-accented English speakers were being heard in different areas of operation around the country. They were involved by type of specific traffic herd, setting up communications operators with various airborne and spaceborne military commands inside the continental United States. By Friday, March 4th in the afternoon, this activity became more pronounced in a large number of units on apparently nationwide comnets separate from and with command levels superseding uh, Andrews began sending and receiving uh, high-frequency communications. By the early morning hours Saturday, and after a repeated message containing a triple eagle in the radio designator, nearly all the nets switched to encrypted digital tronking networks. Only those units in more remote areas of operations too far from fusion highs were still using HF radio communications. A deep background source had suggested on Friday afternoon that if Triple Eagle was heard, a new command structure for the United States was probably being set up. In fact, then, later that night, the Papa Bravo II, Triple E, was heard repeated multiple times, and not long after, the net went to that digital trunking system. So in other words, every communication now is going into a digital trunking system where uh, only the people that have the radios that are allowed by specific frequencies and codes are allowed to listen in. So what Hawk is saying, quite candidly, is that a martial law communication net is now in place with the military at the control of the seams. Now, look, at we know what's going on in Libya. We know that, I mean, this is the most insane thing, especially when I read to you Jerry Golden's uh, vision that God gave him concerning Saudi Arabia. But we know that the, the President of the United States, and this was predictable, would ask Saudi Arabia to arm the Libyan rebels. Now, what's wow. wrong with that? Well, there's so many things wrong, but let me get back to this warning, because this is critical, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot guarantee you tomorrow. No one can guarantee me tomorrow. And if it weren't for the intercessions, I know I wouldn't have a tomorrow. But by the grace of God, you're being told this stuff in real time. This isn't about, this isn't about anything other than the love of God pleading with his people to get serious because the days are so evil. And, and Jesus even says he's going to cast a generation into the midst of the tribulation. That Amen. means to basically throw them in explosively. So listen to this. This even gets more difficult, you know. Uh, after that, information from numerous law enforcement officers in various parts of the country were detailing how they were hearing odd units odd units communicating on their trunking system nets, units that were not familiar with U.S. military or federal agency communications procedures, units whose operators were speaking with heavy and unusual foreign accents, and units they had never heard before at all. 
since the latest digital trunking communication system requires the newest, la- newest and latest, latest excuse me, radio hardware, digitalized permission from Central Command hives to even activate the radios, well, then there is no question that these said radios and specific digital permissions and activation of the radios has been done by the highest levels of U.S. Military Command or by the highest levels of DHS or specifically FEMA. They could not be on these nets unless authorized. This has caused quite a stir amongst police in numerous cities who may not be fully in the loop as to just what is actually going on. Subsequently, and this is interesting, I mean, the whole thing is mind-blowing. Subsequently, this Sunday, March 6, early a.m., foreign unit in an obvious rural location, out of range for use of the digital trunking radios, most likely in a high mountainous region, used the uh, HF military frequency to request a phone patch. This foreign unit was speaking with such foreign accent and broken English that it could hardly be understood. This unit didn't know procedure and was basically saying, anybody out there, we need a phone patch. The English was really badly broken, and foreign accent was extremely heavy. Note here that as the exact accent was not Hispanic, it may have been Middle Eastern, Asian, or East Bloc. Exact language unknown. The people listening obviously speak Spanish. It was not Spanish. After a couple of attempts, Andrew's National Comm Center operators come on and said, you have a foreign accent, and I don't know what the heck you are talking about. Then the foreign unit microphone was uh, obviously passed to another speaker whose English though still very foreign, had a slight hint of a British accent, like a Middle Eastern or Asian speaker, but with a hint of a British English accent. He was able to get Andrews to understand, and then Andrews took the phone patch off air. There is no question that this is a foreign military unit operating in some more remote location of the continental United States. It was not in some other country, but in good old America, and has been authorized by the highest level of the U.S. military to be here. We have seen these types of operations twice before, with martial law PAPA, an ultra-black military flag rank, setting up Lighthouse Network in 2006 when the financial collapse began its earliest and, and, and Congress was threatened with martial law in the U.S. if they didn't vote for the TARP bill. Again in 2008, this type of net activity was activated and was larger than Lighthouse. This current net is even much more larger, and now digital trunking encrypted system is fully operational. The martial law Papa is control of this country and his military units, federal agency personnel, state, county, local police units, as well as large numbers of foreign military, mercenaries, and police are ready to fully implement martial law. The green light has not been given, repeat, has not been given yet. It appears that all of this has been done in anticipation of some large event or in a timing relationship to say, i.e., related to Middle Eastern events such as the interdiction of Saudi oil shipments due to internal revolution or an eruption of war, a.k.a. the Gog-Magog war, with all the ramifications for nuclear exchanges, either of which could collapse the financial markets and banking systems worldwide and would cause severe shortages of gasoline, even at perhaps $10 per gallon in the U.S., the inaccessibility of money from banks or ATMs and disruption of all food distribution systems, and hence massive riots and distributions. It is also possible that the Gog-Magog war kicks off for real and that Russian subs could launch within two to three minutes on select targets on the east and west coast and EMP strikes which could take down the entire electric grid. This is no joke, I repeat. Martial law pop is ready. His net is up and his hunt units await orders, although some don't know it yet. Watch for escalation in Libya with the U.S. and British involvement, of course, anything in Saudi Arabia or Iran and Persian Gulf. 
On Friday night, it was seen that probably British SAS were either doing halo, meaning high-altitude, low-opening jumps out of a TR-3B or a TR-4 or a Zodiac boat approach may have been done. As of Sunday, there are now reports that an SAS unit and a junior diplomat, which is basically an MI6 operative, that's British Secret Service, were captured by Libyan rebel groups. This afternoon, sources have indicated that a 210-character war-length message was put out on military high-frequency HF frequencies. Exact timing of anything uh, happening not known. Pray and prepare in earnest. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Hot. Now, that's a whole lot of stuff. But what that basically means is that everything is in place. That's the other thing I'm calling all intercessors and all men and women of goodwill, that you will pray as if your life depends on it and say that God will bring confusion in the camp of the enemy and that this entire plan will be made known. Because, Bruce, I went on record a decade ago. This is before there was all kinds of revelations of how crooked our politicians are and how incredibly uh, corrupt the bankers are. And I said, before God allows the destruction of the United States of America, he's going to reveal the sins of the uh, leaders to the people and the people their sins before he allows this launch on America. Amen. Wow. Uh, folks, we, we are on borrowed time. And uh, for those of you just tuning in, this is a live broadcast with Steve Quill. I would suggest you pay very close attention to what Steve is saying tonight. You know, the word says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And if some of you had been listening, even two years ago, you could have tripled your money in silver. I was looking at the price of silver, Steve, $36 an ounce. Now, I'm not an investment counselor, folks, but I can tell you there's something dead wrong when we got $36 an ounce silver. This economy is crashing. We've got some well, terrible things afoot in this country, and uh, it's time to wake up. And when the time to act comes, <laughs> the time to prepare is over with. There's a famous man who said that. <laughs> His name was Steve Quill. Well, I think the thing is, is that you know we're we're at a point now, and 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 when it's plain, it's going to be plain. When it when it's absolutely in everyone's faces. Let's just take the price of food rising. It's interesting that all truth is parallel. Just as there's a famine in the land for the word, and by the way, it's amazing. When the word of God flows freely, so does the food. When the famine of the word comes, so does the famine in the land. Amen. And again, the thing is, is that uh, most people don't understand the perilous nature of the food supply. Oh, and I'm talking about edible food. You want GMO, green, slimy goo in your future? Well, that's what you've got planned, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they've got planned for you, I should say. So we're at a place in time where all stops are being pulled out. Imagine, Bruce, and, and, and it's interesting. What salt does, it has a preservation. You know, Hawk has taken a lot of flack. I've taken a lot of flack. We've taken a lot of flack over the years. And the reason I bring this up is to prove one thing. Whenever an operation is exposed, the operation is canceled, lest the people behind the operation get blowback, okay? And at some point, I don't know where that point is, and I pray, I pray like I, I've never prayed before, that God will get his people's attention and that they will rise up with a voice for Jesus. Listen, my chief complaint, by the way, silver right now is 36.35. It's up 63 cents. Steve, in, uh, if, um, if we had paid attention last year to you, we would have tripled our money right now. And, you know, there are yeah. some people that were smart and listen. I got an email from a brother. He said, 
praise God, I got into silver. I was able to pay my house off with the money that uh, I've made, having in my possession. You know, but folks, the warning's been sounded for a long time. The question is, uh, are you doing anything about it? God brings a warning before he brings judgment to give people time to prepare. Number one, spiritually. Number two, physically, do what you can do. And having done all, you stand. But um, that time to do something and make a change. Choose which side we're going to be on. Are we going to be hot for Jesus or are we going to be cold and fall away when the persecution comes? That time is running out. We need to take inventory of ourselves spiritually, number one. Physically, number two. And make some decisions that can save our lives in the days ahead. Let me give it back to you. Well, I, we're now at a point, Bruce, and th- see, this is what this is what uh, is is so frustrating. There's, how do I say this? How do you motivate the dead? You can't. You have to resurrect them. David even said, King David, you know, he had to have the Spirit of God move in his heart in order to accomplish that which God has done. I'm stirring up everyone that's listening to my voice. I'm saying, put yourself in remembrance. If you call yourself a Christian, you can stand for Jesus. He'll give you the strength. If you don't stand for Jesus, then I'm, I'm telling you point blank. Ask God to enable you to stand for Jesus while you still have opportunity to stand for Jesus. It's interesting, too, because Jesus told in Matthew 24 that when you began to see all these things come to pass, then you basically better flee to the wilderness. The true body of Jesus Christ and the faithful servants of the Most High God are going to be in the wilderness. And I'm not kidding. That doesn't mean your city won't be turned into a wilderness, and city dwellers may have to stay with the provision they have, and not everyone can go. But if God leads you someplace, he should feed you. And that's the basis of his word. But so many people live by uh, supposition and by assumption that it's dangerous. I have people say, well, I don't hear the voice of God, and I've got to do the best job I can at trying to figure it out. I say, no, no, no. Take the same effort that you are going to try and figure it out with and go to the Word of God and pray or find somebody that still believes in Jesus and have them pray for you that the scales be taken off your eyes and heart. There are two sets of scales, Bruce. There are those that blind the eyes, but there are those that continually weigh out. Is Jesus worth standing up for? Is he really worth standing up for? The reason Islam is getting ready to murder the majority of the world's population is because the Christians are silent. It's because they don't speak up. It's because they can't contend for the faith. It's because they haven't studied to show themselves approved unto God. Workmen rightly dividing the truth who need not be ashamed. And look, we're at a, 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 a how should I say this, a personal uh, uh, introspective point where all of us have got to say, Lord, do I have what it takes to take me through? And the answer to that is none of us have it unless we have Jesus. And even with all of our experiences and even with all of our determination, that won't get us through. What will get us through is the Spirit of God moving in us and through us and being a blessing to others. You know, that's, that's the thing that I have failed the most, you know. Bruce, it's nice to look at your success back over, in my case, whatever, how many years on the radio. I don't know. It's not relevant except it's two decades or close to it. But what is heartbreaking is I still have the people that have not recognized the fact that they can make a difference. I know a lot of rich people who are going to basically go into heaven with wood, hay, and stubble, and that's all they're going to have. 
I know people that brag about understanding the mysteries of God but wouldn't give a veteran $5 to buy him a hamburger. I know people, and yet I know some wonderful people. There are wonderful people. It's amazing to me that when we were taking a collection for uh, uh, the Vietnam vet who was a prisoner of war and he came down uh, and became sick, it was on my website, people rallied to help him, Don, and his wife is named Debbie. And people, people, that touched people's heart because here's a guy who was a prisoner of war, taken naked in a cage, tortured, and then the, when he gets healed up in the hospital, he goes back and breaks his buddies out of, out of the prison camps, you know? Talk yes. about a hero. I told Debbie, God bless you, Debbie, if you're listening. I said, I want to meet your husband. Of all the people in the earth, I don't care who they are, I want to meet your husband. Shake his hand and give him a hug and say thank you. You see, this is what God wants for us to do. He wants us to be involved in others' lives. Now, I understand vulnerability, and I understand stupidity, and I understand that the many of you have been burned out there. God knows I'm a Roman candle in trusting the wrong people. I've had people live in my home who have betrayed me. I've had people work for me and who love me when I was meeting their salaries and then and, you know, then just slander me, and people who I never even knew worked for me claim to work for me. So the thing is, is that the place of no reputation is the starting point for everyone tonight. Because very soon, everybody's going to be in the same boat. And that is by provision and miraculous provision. It won't matter if you're a doctor, lawyer, uh, bookkeeper, uh, brain surgeon, race car driver, jet plane pilot. It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to be in the same boat. Those who call upon the name of the Lord are going to be dependent upon Him to move in them and through them and to provide for them. And if God is already providing uh, through you to others, He's going to trust you. You know, it's amazing. Jesus said the children of this world deal more wisely with one another than the children of light. Christians are still arguing if it's faith to prepare. Yet they deny, they deny no, I, I tell them, so many of them I send emails to, Oh, you don't have faith. I have faith. Well, yeah, right. Do you go to a doctor? Well, yeah. Do you go to uh, a dentist? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, do you pay your taxes? Yeah. Do you have a job? Yeah. I said, so where's the faith involved there? You see, it's a cop-out, and it is an irresponsibility or an act of irresponsibility not to man up, which brings us to the whole revelation. Look, 15 years ago, and this is a true story, those of you who listen to me on KHNC, I was the first man on talk radio to talk about xenoestrogens in the water. I brought on James South, one of the most uh, uh, brilliant scientists-slash-nutritionists in the world. I said, plastic's bad. And, and we were talking about male sperm count, and we were talking about just the emasculation of the American male. That's all by design. It's all eugenics. Yet, isn't it interesting that the most civilized, quote-unquote, and I, I'm, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, nation is the most emasculated? Even, even, even the European nations wouldn't allow fluoride, yet we were told to brush our teeth with fluoride. We've been told so many lies, and you see, how do you, how do you break a people free of lies when that's the sum total of their existence? There's a rhetorical question, Bruce. Steve, everything you say is true. Folks, they've been pumping estrogens into the waters through the pharmaceuticals that have gotten into the water system, hormones in the milk. You've got uh, young ladies having menstruation at 10 years old. Something's wrong here. They're emasculating the men, so there'll be no revolt. They didn't have to fire a shot. 
It came in through our water supply. I mean, that's just one of a whole list of things that's being done. We could do a whole show on the chemtrails. But the truth you know, of it it's is, amazing uh, because still, still people argue that. I, I actually saw, how do I say this, morons on the mainstream, I won't mention which, uh, and, and somebody said, well, that's unkind, Steve. You need to be more kind. Oh, yeah? I can only tell you this. Kindness is demonstrated. The tree is known by the fruit it bears. Is that not what Jesus said? When the fig tree was cursed, it was cursed from the roots up. Everybody said, see, nothing happened. Yet when the next time the disciples passed by, the fig had withered and died, the fig tree. You see, the people of God are still fighting over the fruit of evil, never uh, dealing with the root of evil. It's spiritual conflict. Every time, Bruce, you go on Omega Man and you have your, uh, what I would call, uh, you know, deliverance ministries, Pastor John, whoever's on, that's the real, that's the real kingdom of God. Most people would be hypocrites to pray the Lord's Prayer, you know? because they don't even believe that God is serious about delivering them from evil on a daily basis, you know? Steve, the or reason people don't prepare... Come, thy will back, be done. Amen. Back to your point. The reason people don't prepare physically is because they truly don't believe the warnings that the Lord has given us. He sent prophets for decades to this country, Steve. Dimitri Dudeman, David Wilkerson, Henry Gruber, Jonathan Hansen. I can go down the list, folks of what's coming on this land if we did not repent. And, you know, people say, well, you know, I'll just wait for manna from heaven to come down. Folks, if you really believe that, then why don't you stop eating today and just wait for manna to come down? Don't be a fool. Well, can I tell you something? If you want to be a lazy ass, and I speak that in the name of the word of a donkey, it's a biblical term, then at least pray for a smarter ass than you, and I'm talking about a donkey, at least one can speak, because God used a smart, talking donkey ass to get the attention of Balaam. You see, it, it's amazing. We, we, we wink at the slaughter of, of, of 60 million children. And by the way, I believe the way to stop that is through supernatural, concerted prayer effort, Okay. And I mean supernatural. And I believe that God acts. See, what most people don't realize is that the, the miraculous stories that we hear of and we get excited over, the people going to heaven and having visions and answered prayer, if you track it through, you always find somebody prays. Somebody prays. Somebody interceded. God, I know I'm hearing testimonies of more and more people actually seeing people on their knees being uh, praying for them at the point where they need it. They would have either lived or died. And, Bruce, this is where we meet the rubber, the rubber meets the road. Look, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Amen. Excuse me? Most Christians don't even want to get in the battle. Point A, point B. Now, look, I've been in this, this world for, I got saved in 1972, so, uh, you know, that's a few years, okay, going on 39 years. And I, I was trained under the ministries of some of the most powerful men in the world. Derek Prince, okay? T.L. Osborne, you name it. Great men of God. Baxter, every single, and these were all old guys. And when I say old guys, I don't mean any disrespect. But these were all seasoned teachers, seasoned prayer warriors, men in God, and, and, and that, had, that had real uh, uh, pedigrees, okay? Uh, and when I say pedigrees, proven in the battlefield. Alexander Ness. You want to read a book that will uh, provoke you to get on your face before God? 
Go get it. Alexander Ness, N-E-S-S, called the transference of spirits. You just won't let anybody in a prayer line lay hands on you. And then we've got the charismaniacs that have taken away from the true benefit of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to argue with the Baptists. They want to say it all passed away. Well, they better get with it because they're not going to be able to make it on the strength of, 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 of what I would call dead orthodoxy. And let me share this. The thing is, is that Paul said, and when I came to you, brethren, it wasn't with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but it was in demonstration of the power and the spirit thereof. Paul understood it. Look, the guy was the brightest guy in the land under Gamaliel, and he was like the, you know, the, the smart, he was the head poobah, and Paul was trained under him, and until Jesus got a hold of Paul, Paul was ruled by his intellect and his genius. Steve, by the age of uh, 21, Paul was able to recite verbatim the whole first five books of of Moses, the Torah. That's a smart guy right there, folks. Well, He had a very powerful revelation. Yeah, it's not enough to quote it, my brother. You know this. You've got to live it. You know, King David, I love David. I love David. First of all, he's the only guy I know that would take on a giant with a sling, you know. And second of all, (laughs) the reason David did that was because he was jealous for the Lord of hosts. My no. second unanswered prayer, Lord, why are your people not jealous for the Lord of hosts? Why are we so timid, so cowardly, so fearful, and people say, oh, I'm not that way, I'm a deacon in my church. Well, then, you might as well basically go into a morgue and be an undertaker. You see, if your church was effective, and I'm saying this to everybody that goes to church, uh, going to church for 20 minutes somehow satisfies the demands of a holy God to go forth into all the world. And when I mean that, that's one thing to be called a, a, a missionary to a foreign field, but it's another thing to stand by week after week, day after day, and have trolls and goblins, okay, continue to mock the Lord Jesus Christ, continue to take the name of the Lord in vain, continue to want to destroy all of humanity. And, you know, the thing is, is that Jesus made it clear, if he didn't move, if God didn't shorten the days, there'd be no flesh left alive. That's you know why that is, Steve? Because there's not any body in the past that would stand in the gap. God looked for a man and he couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing his own thing. Are we going to let that be the same set of us today? Folks, God has a science of judgment. When the cup of iniquity fills up to overflowing, he has to bring judgment or the innocent would perish. And you know, Steve, the, the thing that Satan hates the most is when believers wake up and realize, hey, we've got a job to do here, and they get busy. Could we make a difference? You said praying. Absolutely, folks. You know, Jesus gave us the keys of the kingdom. We've, we've seen deliverances happen, Steve, where demons have been interrogated. And they brag about how they've got the American church asleep, turned away from the old landmarks. They've got them comatose. And the thing the enemy hates the most is people that will wake up and realize that Jesus gave us the keys of the kingdom and gave us authority over these hosts of hell. And then they get active and they start doing something instead of sitting on the sidelines. The reason America has went to the dogs is we sat on the sidelines for too long. We just said, you know, I'm just going to sit sit still and go to church one time a week, throw a couple dollars in the offering plate, and wait for Jesus to come back. All the while, we got people going to hell, folks. Jesus says there's no greater love than a man that will lay his life down for his brother. And for all the veterans out there, as, as Steve saluted early, we thank you for your service to this country. They have put their money where their mouth is, Steve. They went up and went to foreign lands and laid down their lives for this country. 
But folks, you and I here in America, we have a job to do too, and that's to lay our lives down if necessary for people who are dying and going to hell and don't know about Jesus Christ. Or who are being tormented and don't know that there's victory in Jesus and over the host of hell. Steve, we get letters every day. People crying out, they're being tormented. They've even went to their pastors looking for help. They said, I'm being afflicted. Something's attacking me. I've got thoughts in my mind that I can't control. I'm hearing voices. I'm wanting to commit suicide. And the pastors are so ignorant. Instead of recognizing it for what it is, a demonic attack, they send them to go get on psychotropic drugs and then go down even to a worse stupor. Then they wake up and they find out that they've committed suicide because they had an over or they had an overdose like Heath Ledger on Oxycontin. My point is, my people are perish for a lack of knowledge. We need to listen to what Steve is talking about tonight. It's time to wake up, get back in the Word of God, realize we've got to return to the old ways, that there's power in the blood of Jesus, and he's given us the tools, superior weapons of warfare against the enemy. Now we've got to use them, and we've got to go stand in the gap and make a difference before God wipes out this country. You know, Steve, it, when Jonah was sent to Nineveh, he didn't want to go. We know the story. He got swallowed by the well. Finally, he relented and went. And he preached, and God gave them another 40 years. I often ask, could God give us more time if enough men and women of God would wake up and hear the call and get into action instead of sitting on their butts? Let me give it back to you. The idea of, of, of buying time, you know, Dmitry Dunaman was mocked, and I, I still get the emails, he wasn't a man of God, he was a fraud. When you've suffered for Jesus and been put on a mattress and had 12 volts hooked to your parts of your body, which I doubt some of those who criticize Dmitry even have parts of their body they could put those on. Sorry about it, ladies and gentlemen. But the point is, is that one of the things he said is that the Russians, I know Hawk covered this on uh, Survive to Thrive, but, but the Russians would find out where all of America's nuclear weapons were stored. That's what the angel told Dimitri, and Dimitri said, but America is such a powerful nation. How will they burn? It wasn't over two months into Obama's administration that all of the whereabouts of all America's nuclear weapons were somehow leaked on some computers. Now, look, ladies and gentlemen, that was a long time ago. I think it was, what, 1984? His, his, Steve, you're his, talking about a man, for those that don't know, who smuggled more Bibles into Romania and Russia than any man ever lived and was put on the electric chair three times. They threw him into a room, turned off the lights, and he heard doors open, and starved rats were released to devour this man. He should have died, and the Lord intervened. The Lord got him out and gave him another four years, and he had a powerful ministry, came to America and saw the future. If that's not a man of God and a true prophet, I don't know who it is. Let me give it back to you. I'll just say this, too, and I will say this to those who question the true prophets. You know, it's amazing. Cheap grace is a word that shouldn't even, the word cheap should not even be in front of grace, okay? But the bottom line is, is that grace is God's riches, and that's forgiveness at Jesus' expense, at Christ's expense. But the thing is, is that when God gives his best, I'm appalled at what I see being given back. Now, I'm not talking to people who are barely making it. If I had my ability, Bruce, I, and, and as God is my witness, I would personally like to take care of all the people listening here that are having a struggle. I'd do it if I could. 
You know, if I had the wherewithal, and I'm not begging for money, I got news for you. God has been good to me. He's blessed me, and I'll do. I put my money where my mouth is. Uh, I have uh, some um, amazing people. They don't even want me to call out their initials. But, uh, you know, I mean, one of my listeners is one of my most generous uh, uh, people that have supported my ministry. They have, uh, I think he's 14 or 15 years old, his son's writing a book. And he asked me if I'd publish it. I said, are you kidding? Absolutely. Praise God. I, I want the first copy. And this young man knows the things of God. He asked me the, the cool questions, you know. And when I say cool questions, when I see a young man rising up in the power of the Holy Ghost, God bless you, Wyatt, and, and absolutely taking this stuff on, and I look for men, and I'm telling you, look, I used to be on a church board years ago. And I used to be in a Pentecostal church where they'd pray and get tongues of interpretation. When God would speak to them, immediately the doubt would come in. And I I said, listen, you guys, I came off the street, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I said, but I don't get it. We teach people to pray and get answers. The minute God answers, you say it can't be the Holy Ghost. So where are you coming from? So it was my turn to pray. And here's how I prayed. I said, Lord, we pray, but we really don't want to hear from you. I said, Lord, we're a bunch of whores. We say one thing and do another, and boy, you don't say that in an Assembly of God prayer meeting and basically leave, you know, with a God bless you, brother, you know. But I didn't know any other way to pray than from my heart. And I still don't know any other way to pray than just to say, Lord, how do we touch the lives of, 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 of men who are desperate, of women who are desperate, of people? You know, I, I can't comfort the woman who called me and said her daughter just committed suicide last week but I can pray for her, okay? I can't comfort those who are, who are watching their loved ones fade away, but I can pray. And, and i got to tell you, Bruce, the greatest travesty that I know of in tragedy is Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And it seems like, it seems like that still isn't, isn't there are uh, intermittent cases of it, but what was a norm in the book of Acts has now become uh, the miraculous uh, seldom or random event, and that's a tragedy. Steve, that's it's a, a very tragedy because people are dying needlessly. You know, it's one thing for someone to say, hey, please pray with me, and, you know, I'll, I'll remember you in prayer, brother and sister. We should be instant in season, out of season, folks. If someone comes to you for prayer, you need to stop what you're doing and, and st- stop right there and start praying for them. Get brothers and sisters to agree with you. You can make a difference. We've been given authority over these foul spirits. Satan's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Devour means kill. There are people dying out there because nobody will stand in the gap. And one day we're all going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and give an accounting. I read the other day, Steve, Jesus says, if you will even give a child a cup of cold water, you will no wise lose your reward. We can be making a difference, folks. Before my father passed away, he was fond of saying something. He said, you still have an opportunity until your spirit leaves the body. What are you and I going to say when we stand before the Lord? There are some people out there that have been blessed financially, beyond belief. Yet they see someone on the, uh, the street corner, hasn't eaten three days, and they won't stop and go up to the, 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 uh, the, the grocery store, get them some food, or buy them a hamburger. What's the word say? If you've got two coats and someone else doesn't have one, give them one. Or are we going to be like the rich man who said, oh, well, well done, soul. I've got so much, I'm going to build a barn behind my house so I can store up more treasure. That night, his soul was required of him. He died. We've been called to make a difference. We've been called to go into prisons, 
to visit those that are in jail, to go to the hospital, visit those who are dying, to stand in the gap for the widows, the orphans, to bless Israel, Genesis 12.3. We can all do something. Every one of us can pray. What are you and I going to do with the time remaining? That's what I want to ask out there tonight. Let me give it back to you. Well, I think if you go into the Psalms and look up, I'd encourage everyone to look at and contrast two things. The fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, okay? Knowledge is not wisdom. Knowledge is, is abounding, uh, you know, good night, you, can, you know, million pages of, of Internet stuff on one subject matter. But knowledge is, is, is just increasing, increasing. But it's interesting that the wisdom that's necessary to be able to handle the knowledge is no longer increasing but diminishing. Let, let's take, again, you know, uh, Psalm 112.1, Praise you the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. The Lord is on my side, Psalm 118.6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What command do unto me? Psalm 128.4. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. A, a wise man, Proverbs 14.16, says, Fears the Lord and departs from evil, but the fool rages and is confident. Happy is a man that fears the Lord always, but he that hardens his heart shall fall into mischief. You know, and this is this is something I want everyone to understand. If you go to the book of Isaiah, one of the great messianic passages, Isaiah chapter 11, how about this? People don't understand that there's probably way more attributes of the Holy Spirit than just the seven mentioned here, but let me share this with you. Uh, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might the spirit of the knowledge of the Lord, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. That's talking about Jesus, but Jesus said, all power. Okay, most people would say, Lord, you said all power. I'd settle for a little bit. You see, the prayer to be praying right now is that the Spirit of God would come upon you, and the Spirit of wisdom, and the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might. That word might, by the way, is dynamite. It is absolutely dunamis, okay? It's the Hebrew equivalent of the Greek word dunamis. And the Spirit of knowledge, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. You cannot fear the Lord without the Holy Ghost, you know? Amen. Folks... We better fear the Lord. The, the wisest man that ever lived, King Solomon, said, fear the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. And, you know, we don't have to have a spirit of fear of men, but we need to fear the Lord God. And if we fear him, we will get in the word of God and we'll read what he said and we'll do what he said. You know, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, the Lord Jesus said. And you know what? I think a lot of people have lost the fear of God, Steve. They believe that maybe God's progressive, that he's changed, that, you know, uh, some of the things in the Word of God are not for today. You know, we're, we're in a new time, and let's get progressive. And, you know, back to what we were talking about in the early part of this show, that's why the, the people of the world that should be coming into the body of Christ are looking at a lot of the church saying, hey, what hypocrites? I don't see any power of God that they talk about, preach about. It's certainly not demonstrated in their lives, and we should be ashamed for that, folks. We should be able to move in the authority that Jesus gave us. Be doing what he called us to do in Mark 16. Signs that shall follow them that believe is they'll cast out devils in my name, they'll speak in new tongues, and they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's what Jesus did. Aren't we supposed to be doing what Jesus did? 
He was healing the sick and casting out demons right up to the time he was crucified and laid his life down for you and I. And what's the word say? If we will not pick up our cross and follow him and do what he did, we're not worthy of him. We need to get busy, Steve. Well, again, Bruce, the thing is is that it's not we need to get busy. You see, that would imply human effort. Let me just change what you're... We need to surrender and obediently follow the leading and direction of the Holy Ghost, okay? Amen. Amen. And, and I want to correct you because, see, the thing is is that that's what, that's what a lot of people think. Well, I'll just get charged up for Jesus and run right out there. No, <laughs> you get on your knees and you find out what God wants you to do, and then you move amen. when he moves. The children oh, of Israel, when they were in the desert, they couldn't move unless the pillar of uh, fire by night moved or the cloud by day. And basically, you know, Moses said to God point blank, if you don't go with me, I'm not going any place, you know. And yet you know, we uh, rush off to do everything. Amen. I mean, I know people, uh, seriously, I know people that are so terrified, and, 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 and I ask them, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm blunt, but I ask them, I said, so what are you terrified of? Well, I might be on the list. I said, what about the Lamb's Book of Life? What about the Book of Life? You want to be in that? I said, i got news for you. The list that they put you on or put us on are nothing compared to the Lamb's Book of Life. Let me, Folks, let me if you're not you on that list, the Lamb's Book of Life, you don't get in. We had better Absolutely. be on that list. And as far as the list here in America, the red-blue list, folks, we're already on it. What do you think Jesus said? Before he would come, there would be a great falling away. And if you keep on reading, what is the falling away for? Because people are offended when persecution comes. Excuse me, for his namesake. Folks, persecution's coming. It's going to knock on your door. So what are you going to do? Are you going to deny Christ in that time and take the mark of the beast? If you do that, your name's certainly not going to be on in the, the book of life. That's a one-way ticket to hell. We better resolve in our mind that you need to be prepared to lose your head, if so be it. Lay your life down for Christ or endure till you see him return in the sky. Either way, we need to get busy. And again, I'm not advocating, as Steve uh, mentioned also, that we say, hey, I'm leaving tomorrow and go on the mission field and go to Haiti. If God hadn't called you to Haiti, you don't go. You get outside the will of God, you can be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you move when he tells you to move, and he'll be there to cover your back. But my point is, is we can all do something, and it starts right in your home, on your knees. Let me give it back to you, Steve, before I start preaching. I think one of the most important things that I got today was an email. Somebody sent me Jerry Golden's report, and I had just spoken to Haas. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to read it because I had spoken to Hawk last night about we were talking about Saudi Arabia being the one that's really initiating this and instigating it and paying for it. Now, he gets his dream, okay, and I think I got it today, so it's kind of interesting. It says, please forgive me for sending this. I have fought against doing so for a few days. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you take this to the Lord. I'm telling you, I believe Jerry saw what he saw. Call it a dream, a vision, or just my imagination, but I'm going to tell you about a dream I had a few nights ago. Until now, I haven't had the courage to share it. After all, I'm old enough to dream dreams and still young enough to have the occasional vision. And I can assure you that God is still speaking to men and women on planet Earth today. At first, I thought I was looking at a hurricane. Yet when I looked closer, it was a gigantic storm covering the oceans, Europe, North and South American continents. In fact, it may have covered the entire globe. It was that large. There were these very distinct circles with each one larger than the first. And between each circle, 
Uh, there were many fires, and each fire represented a country. Their names I knew very well. Egypt, Libya, Tunisia, Bahrain, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, and Jordan. There were also others. Then there was a sound in the presence of laughter, evil laughter coming from within this confusion, which had taken on a cyclonic or cyclonic form and was an image of some sort. I was unable to make it out, but the feeling of great evil overwhelmed me. It was then I noticed that in the center of these circles, the eyes of the storm was Saudi Arabia. Then, as if on command, each of the dozens of fires moved very quickly towards the center, overwhelming Saudi Arabia. There was great darkness uh, which spread from Saudi Arabia all over the world. Within this darkness was a great suffering as Hungary, uh, excuse me, as hunger and misery gripped the hearts of men everywhere. Men had no compassion or mercy. They seemed not to be human, yet somehow had the appearance of being human. Their eyes were glazed over and their hearts were hardened. They, they only knew how to kill and behead all those they could find in their path. I continued to hear this insane laughter and couldn't see the face of the source, but I somehow could see the evil smile of the person laughing. Church buildings were either turned into moss or burnt to the ground. There was great suffering. In all this I wondered about little Israel. There was also this great suffering, but by a miracle she survived, and those who kept coming to her shores, and then the dream ended. Please understand, Jerry writes, I dislike sending this out and have fought against doing so. You should also keep in mind that all this could be a nightmare, nothing more, nothing less. Nevertheless, I felt after a lot of prayer I had to send it out, although knowing many would not receive it and not everyone would like it. So here's the thing. It is, uh, it is beyond, go to Drudge, those of you who challenged my statement here, go to Drudge and read that Obama tells Saudi Arabia to arm Libya. Then go to all the statements that the President of the United States has made concerning Islam when he told uh, one of the uh, Islamic uh, uh, kings, watch what I will do for Islam. And then go to the, any reference to Islam and read about what they say about infidels. And then see how even Gopher of the Love Boat, Fred Gandhi, or Gandhi, yeah, Gandhi has no law. He's been kicked out the radio station for saying something's wrong here. And then understand why the President of the United States bows to the King of Saudi Arabia. And then understand where all the petrodollars have gone all these years to buy influence. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, we are at, you know, Bruce, I, years ago, years ago, before any of this stuff, even before Al-Qaeda, you know, ever, ever even was, was mentioned, I was talking about the final crusade and the coming Iman Mahdi, the 12th Iman. Okay, most Absolutely. people didn't know what that was. Steve, and let me so, add on to that story there. You were also one of the first to break the, the story that uh, Iran had nuclear throw weight capability over a decade ago. In fact, they had already tested nuclear weapons. Long Absolutely. after we were still debating, do they even have nuclear capability? So, folks, Steve... Knows what he's talking about. He wasn't born yesterday. Okay, and this is a man that has laid his life on the line for over 20 years, even interviewing some of the most uh, deeply embedded uh, officials to get the true story to bring to you and I information that can save our lives. Let me give it back to you. The thing is, is that Jesus said, if we abide in His Him and His Word abides in us, then we will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. Unfortunately, Bruce, the people who are religious do not understand that there's a special religious bondage that is just as real as all of the wickedness that hell can uh, conjure up. In other words, to be religious at the expense of the relationship with Jesus is nothing more than a one-way ticket to hell. 
Well, of course, we don't believe in hell anymore, even though you can go on the Internet and type up visions of hell. I've seen it literally with my own eyes. I've been taken out of my body, seen hell, crying out to God, stop, I can't take it anymore. Uh, there are men who have seen way more of hell than I've seen, but all I can tell you is this. The hopelessness that is spared, but the sound of hell is what sticks to me today. I can still hear the hopelessness, the despair, what I call the, the eternal cacophony of total abandonment by God. Ladies and gentlemen, the scripture says, How shall we then fare if we neglect so great a gift of salvation? You know, I, it's, it's, it's truly astonishing to me, okay? And again, the word, I, I, I stammer, stammer because I don't have words now to fulfill the ideas that I'm trying to convey because everything has been bastardized, okay? The word bastard comes from the Old Testament and also the book of Enoch. The book of Enoch talks about God first calling the fallen angels and the earth women's children, which were the giants, the book of giants, which is a Dead Sea Scroll, the book of Enoch, which were Dead Sea Scrolls, at least the fragment parts we have of it, talk about that's what God called them. It even goes in the Old Testament that a bastard cannot enter into the congregation of the Lord. That means they can't be saved. They are something other than human. We're talking about spiritual machines now. In Greek mythology, I'll venture a little bit away from our topic tonight, but that's where the word automaton came. A machine in Greek mythology that was imbued or empowered by an evil spirit. That's the true origin of the word automaton. So the point is, is that now we're dealing with the most critical issues of our time, the very end of mankind. It's not just the techno-damnation, the technecadence, the technical decadence, the uh, contempt that the transhumanists have, which are nothing more than Luciferians, for God, the beauty of God's creation, the amazing nature of free will, the, the overwhelming love. You know, listen, somebody said, give me one word that can prove to me God. I'll give it to you easy. Music. Music. I trust that a paramecium of amoeba and forest stones in some prehistoric brook did not come together and create uh, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. For those who have ever heard heaven, or ever, I mean, literally heard the sound of heaven, heaven has the most beautiful music that cannot even be described in English because it is not in time. You know, when we have a beat to music or we have a... a uh, Harmony, and when they talk about 2-4 time or 4-4 time or whatever, the point is, in, in heaven, that doesn't exist. Yet it's fascinating, Bruce, that the music, or I'll even give you a better word, love. Oh, scientists are trying to prove, well, it's just a biochemical or a neurochemical uh, feeling in the brain. Oh, really? Well, how did that all come apart or come about? And who created the brain? How do we go from single cells? You know, it's all Bravo Sierra. It's BS. And yet people who are in the spiritual realm, they are, you know, whether they're taking psychedelic drugs or they're having OBEs, out-of-body experiences, whether trans, uh, 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 oh, good night, whether they're uh, going into the shape-shifting world or trying to astral project, that's the word I'm looking for, they still have got to acknowledge the spirit world. And spirit gave birth to matter, not the other way around. You know, and uh, you mentioned uh, a problem that we really have in America. Half the children are being born bastards today, Steve. 
God takes that very seriously. There is a curse that will be on the family line ten generations when you're born, born out of wedlock. We deal with it every week, and thank God there is a remedy. We have to uh, repent of the sins of the fathers. We have to break that curse of the bastard, and you have to cast the demons out in Jesus' name. And a person can be restored, but, you know, people are being destroyed. The whole nation is being destroyed because of sin and because of violating the word of God and not being obedient. We talked about Dimitri Dudelman. His grandson, Michael Bolday, a hand of help ministries, great man of God, he's out there preaching the truth. And he told me one time, he said, you know, it boils down to this. We've got two options. Are we going to be obedient servants to the Lord, or are we going to be rebellious children? And that's really where we're at today, folks. Are we going to uh, get in line with the Word of God, stand up and be counted for and make a difference, stand in the gap for the innocent that are perishing, or are we going to be rebellious children? You know, God is sifting the saints. It says, if the footmen were you, what happens when the horsemen come? Judgment comes first to the house of God. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? I just I don't know how many times I can drive at home. I, I hope people are listening. We cannot straddle the fence anymore. The Lord will spew us out of his mouth. We've got to get hot or cold, one way or the other. If you're going to be cold, well, at least there's a chance the Lord can work on you and bring you back. But if you're going to be lukewarm, you're not good to anybody. The Lord will spit you out of his mouth. So we've got to make a decision. And it's just going to get ratcheted up and up, persecution, tribulation, until people ultimately make the decision. Are they going to serve Christ and be obedient or be in rebellion? And I also want to make one other comment regarding Jerry Golden. Um, for those of you that were looking for a copy of that uh, prophecy, it's thegoldenreport.com. I had the unique pleasure, Steve, to travel to Israel in 2006 and meet with Jerry. I met him again in 2007. And uh, for those of you who don't know his testimony, the Lord showed him the times that are coming, and he has a mission. It's called the Boat Project. That's all I'm at liberty to say over the air. But the point is, I traveled out to meet the man. He was uh, introduced to me by another brother, and I saw the uh, the project. It's real. And when Jerry Golden has a vision or a dream, you can take that to the bank. This is a true man of God. And um, I would encourage people to go over and check out that website, thegoldenreport.com. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Steve Quell. This is a live show tonight. Steve's website is stevequell.com. If you want to email Steve, you can do so at steve777 at stevequell.com. Let me give it back to you, Steve. We are at a point, a decision point. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is at hand. And here's the thing. The place of no reputation, one of the best sermons I ever heard and if anybody could track it down, uh, it's by Campbell McAlpine, a Scottish preacher with fire off the altar, knowledge from heaven itself, and such an amazing man. I believe he went to be with the Lord. But he said, until you come to the point where you see God's favor instead of man's favor, you're always going to be at the mercy of someone's opinion. You're always going to be only moving by what you think versus why versus responding to what God says. It's like us. Every single Christian I know, we all become amazed when something, we pray for something and it happens. And we go back and we go, I mean, you know, the, in other words, the exception should be the rule. But we live so far beneath our inheritance. We live so far. Listen, there's power in the blood of Jesus. 
Hawk was the first guy I know that adopted that for the shows when he would sit in with me. And by the way, he takes my Thursday and Friday show on uh, Survive to Thrive because I've got other things I've got to do and that, that I believe the Lord has called me to do. But the point is, is that he always says there's power in the blood of Jesus. By the way, at 11.08, he got knocked off his computer as I was reading, and a certain love message was sent to him by the person that Hawk and he communicate. Uh, what I would say this, martial law papa didn't like what Hawk did, so he took Hawk's computer down. Hawk can uh, get messages. When I say gets messages, you'll, you'd be surprised what shows up on his computer, courtesy of, uh, you know, cyber warriors. It's, it's phenomenal to watch in real, real time. Uh, I think it was two or three Thursdays ago, if my memory serves me well, is that, you know, they took down the entire server farm on the West Coast for all of the shows just to keep from Hawk from talking, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, what does that mean? Why is it that of all the talk radio show hosts in the world, I don't flatter myself, I got news for you. I'm looking for one thing, and that's only and that's ultimately to know that I was faithful with what God gave me to do with all of my might, with all of my strength, and with all of my power. But why is it that we continually get knocked off the air, have our Internet streams? When I was on WWCR, and I even called the, the ownership of WWCR and said, look, I'm convinced you guys have an agent working against me. They would detune the antenna. They would, they would depower me. I mean, guys who are smart and, and know all this stuff, the hams and the people, I mean, they would say, Steve, they just cut you. 50,000-watt transmitters going to 5,000 watts, and I'm paying for 50. Look, somebody's got to do that. And it was always, oh, gee, it was a mistake, a mistake. Well, after 10 years of being on WWCR, I said, forget it. Or the satellite channels go down. Or Todd, my, my producer at Global Star, gets DNS attacks, denial of service attacks. And it happens over and over and over and over. And people get mad at me as if I'm trying to keep them from, uh, you know, listening into my show. It, it becomes the point where the principalities and powers of the air and spiritual wickedness and, he and heavenly places are absolutely at war with God and his holy angels. Now, look, I know that God can just slay the Antichrist and everybody with the sword of his spirit. That's going to happen. It happens when Jesus returns with the faithful. And I wish he'd do it tomorrow. You know, I really do. I'm, I'm serious, Bruce. I'm not trying to be melodramatic. Get, get this thing over with. Roll the heavens up as a scroll. Create a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. That, that's what says is going to happen. I got news for you. If the Lord can hold the entire sum of the universe as we know it and the multiverse as we don't know it, the dimensional uh, ramifications of intersecting universes and power sources and all that stuff, and he can roll up the heavens like a scroll, he's got big hands. And listen, you're in good hands, not with Allstate. You're in good hands with the King of Glory because, you know, God's the one that originated the statement that he loves us so much that he's engraved us on the palms of his hands. Those are big hands. I think all of our names fit. He's engraved us upon his heart, and he's engraved us in the book of life. I'll tell you what, that's a deal that I may be deaf, dumb, and stupid sometimes, 
I hope not all the time, but I'm not giving that deal up, you know. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. The burden of life is crushing. The burden of life is sucking whatever remains of whatever energy. And I'm not talking a new age metaphysical energy. I'm talking just life energy to go on. It's sucking the life out of people. But Jesus said he's come that we might have life and have more abundantly. And out of our innermost being will spring forth rivers of living water. I want rivers of living water. I don't want sermons by, uh, by uh, comatose preachers that are deep as spit drying on the hood of a car in Barstow, California at 117 degrees. Now there's a metaphor for you. Amen, folks. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Steve Quill. We're going to take about a five-minute break, and then we're going to be back again with Steve. So stay tuned in. Jordan, near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. Omega Man Radio is declaring all-out war on all witches, warlocks, and the hosts of hell. Our mandate is clear. We will not fail. Join with us in the fight and spread the word about Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to invade enemy territory and possess the land, healing the sick, and setting the captives free of demons in Jesus' name. Tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at OmegaManRadio.com. And I said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out. If they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war. All out war. A war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. And welcome back to Omega Man Radio. I want to welcome everybody who is tuning in for the first time. Again, we do a live program Monday through Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 5 p.m. Pacific. And we have special shows on Sunday night. And uh, you're tuning in to a live program tonight. Special pleasure and honor to welcome back Steve Quell. His website is stevequell.com. His email address, steve777 at stevequell.com. Let's get Steve back on the line. Stand by. Steve, welcome back, brother. Thank you, Bruce. God bless you for coming on tonight, my friend. One of the things I think people should recognize, too, let's talk about something, and not, uh, not... silver coins necessarily, but you know how the refiner knew when the silver had been purged of all the dross? 
or all the garbage in the silver, dross, some people pronounce it, D-R-O-S-S, they would keep skimming it. They'd turn up the heat and they'd, they'd skim all the impurities off the top. But you know how they knew when it was finally ready? When they could see their image in the silver, the molten silver, they had a reflection un. Uh, blemished of the person who was doing the refiner's image. T.L. Osborne said a powerful thing. If I were to quote one thing that Tommy Osborne said that stuck with me for from 30 years ago, he said, I will be free when I see Jesus in me. He said, when I look in a mirror and he is near and I have no fear, and he went on. He would always rhyme stuff. Those of you who, you know, I think even uh, T.L. Osborne's relatives heard one of my broadcasts one time and said that was an accurate statement. The point is, he said, I will be free when he and me I see. And so isn't that what God's trying to do is put us into his image and likeness? Look, we were creating the image of God in his image and likeness. But due to sin and the power of sin, there is no way to deal with sin. People who are bound cannot in their own strength deal with the power of sin. That's why God raises up ministries like Bruce and, 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 and the, the Pastor John Kyle and others. Now, those are the only guys, Bruce, I, I, and I don't know all the men of God who minister with you, so I'm not excluding them. Do you follow me? But I am so focused on tonight, and we better pray pretty soon because we're going to run out of time. But the thing is, is that I believe that God wants to supernaturally touch lives tonight in a way. I, I'm really believing that God's going to deliver people from the spirit of fear. I believe that as I've asked the intercessors to pray, that the spirit of God is going to fall upon them. I know Romy's sending me emails. I know she's praying right now. And Romy and Kathy and the other intercessors all over, please pray that as I pray, you join with me in this. Because, Bruce, there's nothing more wonderful than someone who's been bound. Like Jesus said, shall not this daughter of Abraham, who Satan, Satan has bound, been free? You see, people in bondage get jealous of those who aren't. People, the, the greatest tragedy and travesty in the body of Christ, I would say, is this, jealousy. And it will keep you out of the blessing of the Lord faster than anything. When you delight that others are blessed, and I'm talking about your brothers and sisters, and when you can be a vehicle for that, let me give you a good example. When I raffled the Jeep on my website, that money was to raise money for the uh, uh, veterans and the single moms and stuff. And by the grace of God, I think so far we're up to about thirty-five or forty thousand dollars given away. And the average person, we we've given one thousand to. Uh, some people have gotten more than that, like a, a marine that needed to have his mortgage paid off. And I prayed for the man, and the brother sent me an email, but he said, Steve, I went from having no business and bankruptcy. And, and to the following day, after you prayed for me, and he'd tell the story himself to having people calling him that he hadn't heard from in years. He was in the heating and air conditioning business, offering him multi-hundred-thousand-dollar jobs. Wow. Now, that's in one day. So, so here's the thing. We want to get under the glory cloud. We want to get out from the burden of sin. And there is no way to get out from the burden of sin until, number one, you confess it, 
Number two, you ask God to show you the source of it. If you need deliverance, listen, I've gone for deliverance. I saw Jesus face to face. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I was so raunchy that I still had in my soul, I had issues. I had dabbled in things I shouldn't dabble in, done things I shouldn't have done, and I went for deliverance. You know what my attitude was, Bruce? If it's there, it's got to be gone, okay? I don't want this stuff. I've had Pastor John and his wife pray for me. Amazing people. You and another brother prayed for me when I was going through one of the darkest times in my life. And I can tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, if it weren't for those who prayed for me, I wouldn't have made it. Point blank, I would not have made it. I don't mean to be melodramatic, but there just came a time when it just it got too too heavy for even me to bear. And I knew I was being kept alive and sustained by the brethren. And that's why I have, when I say a debt of love, I can never repay Jesus for what he's done. But I will say this. He is my Savior. He is my King. I am probably the most imperfect person in the world. In my own opinion, I am. But guess what? I cannot look at my imperfection. I can only look at him. He says, come, let us reason together, Steve. Though your sins be as scarlet, my answer to that is, Lord, I got like, 21 hues of scarlet, I will make you as white as snow. I said, white is better. And I'm not kidding. That's how I pray, by the way. I don't pray. And those have heard me pray. All I know is how to pray what's on my heart. Is it the right way to pray? If God answers it, obviously he's not deaf. He can hear. And so, Bruce, the thing is, I want to pray right now for everyone because this is critical tonight, okay? I know we're running out of time, and again, Hawk doesn't get knocked off his computer and all that stuff, and and some lady sent me an email, why is it I can't get on my computer, I just got knocked off too, and he says, why doesn't Bruce have better security, it has nothing to do with Bruce, Bruce, no security, Uh, the company that handled the servers that were handling Todd's show, they have like some of the most sophisticated security in the world, guess what, they're backdoors into every security program, and that should tell you the powers that be, the devils that are, they don't like what's being said. That's how you know when you're over target. But let's pray for the people that need a miracle in their life. Amen? Amen. Father, your word says, and what a mighty word it is, that it shall come to pass that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, tonight I ask that you would deliver every single person from the spirit of the fear of man, first and foremost, Lord, and that you would break the fear of the future over everyone's life who's listening into this broadcast. I pray, Lord, that you'll grant a spirit of wisdom, counsel, and might to each and every one who has genuinely repented and asked you to come into the heart. Lord, I love the honest brethren that send me emails saying, look, I'm screwed up, Steve, and this is where I'm really at. Pray for me. Lord, with delight I pray for them, because I was there too, Lord. And, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for a provision. Lord, first of all, I pray for supernatural provision and protection for every single person of goodwill who is listening to this uh, broadcast all over the world, Lord. It goes worldwide. I pray that, Lord, you'll have them at the right place at the right time and never the wrong place at the wrong time. And, Lord, I thank you for the angel of the Lord, which encamps around those who love and fear God. I pray for angelic visitations, Lord. I pray for dreams and visions. And I pray that the Holy Ghost, the very Spirit of the living God, who you said, Lord, you would send as you went to the Father, would descend even now and fall upon your people like a mighty rushing wind and like a waterfall. 
a waterfall of your presence. Lord, a waterfall springing from their inner being, a waterfall going on their outer being. And Lord, the crimson flow of Calvary, the blood of Jesus, Lord, I apply that. I take the hyssop of the testimony of the word of God. And just as the angel of death had to pass over the children of Israel when they put the blood on the door and the lintels of their homes, Lord, I cover the people of God that are listening to this broadcast, Lord, with the blood of Jesus who have hearts for you. For those that are struggling, Lord, I ask that you make a way. For those who are financially just at their last breath, I ask, Lord, that you send heaven's answer. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said you go to the Father, but greater things than you've done will we do. But, Lord, the greatest thing I can pray for tonight, Father God, is that you would grant to every single person that claims to be a Christian the revelation of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you will grant such a mighty revelation and move, O God. Move as only you can move. To the brokenhearted, Lord, I say be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, you said in your word, the Spirit of the Lord, Jesus himself got up and read it in the synagogue to bind up the broken heart. The Spirit of the Lord was on Jesus, and everything that was on Jesus, Lord, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, that's what you've given to us. You've given us authority. You've given us uh, power. You've given us dominion. And you've given us, Lord, the ability to be the light and salt. I pray, Lord, that to the degree the devil has shamed anyone listening to this broadcast, that you would lift that shame, that the blood of Jesus would, would literally cover their subconsciousness and their consciousness, and they would rise up and be bold for you. Lord, you're the only one that has the answers. God, you know the plot, schemes, plans, and snares of the wicked better than anyone because you've delivered your people from them continually since you created us in your image and restore us through your likeness as we call upon your name. For those, Lord, that are struggling in sin, I ask that you grant them the spirit of repentance. Lord, I know it's not an act of the will, but it's the Holy Spirit that brings all of us to repentance. And it says in your word that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. So therefore, Lord, I ask that you would grant repentance to those who, Lord, are living under the burden of sin. I ask that you make it easy for the backsliders to come back. Lord, I wrote the book on backsliding. I should really write a book on that, Lord. But I ask in Jesus' name that you would show the backsliders that the white flag of forgiveness is held out to them, blowing by the winds of the Holy Spirit of God, literally signaling them to come back. They're forgiven. God, I love the prodigal son. Father, but more importantly than the prodigal son returning is the great love of the Father. Lord, I thank you for that. Bathe each and every one in the Spirit of God tonight. Pour out the Spirit of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit without measure. And, oh, Lord, I pray that your people would come into discernment so they'll no longer be destroyed for lack of knowledge. God, I pray for miraculous intervention in the lives of those who need a touch from you, Lord. I pray for my friend Dave S., Lord. Bring healing and restoration to his body, Father. I pray for the hearts of the children that are in rebellion against their parents to turn to their parents. I pray for those, Lord, who are living in sin to get married and do the right thing so that there's not a curse upon them. Again, Lord, I know what those are like to live apart from you, and I know what it's like to live right with you. And I pray, Lord, for those who are who are who are basically uh, been living together, that they would do the right thing for the sake of their children to break that curse that's upon the kids. 
born out of wedlock. They're not that the kids will pay this consequence, but so many times they live with the consequences of the parents' sins that are carried into their lives, even the situation when they know that everyone else. And Lord, that's not just a convention. You said that that's something that you ordained, Lord. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name. I pray in Jesus' name that for those that are are single mothers, that God, you will give them a new uh, uh, breath of life and that you'll provide new jobs. Even though, Lord, the job opportunities are diminishing and all the bad news, I pray, Lord, you'll bring your people into a fruitful place. Lord, I pray you'll tell people where to go, where they need to go, when they need to go, and I pray for provision, Lord. As you led the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land, their shoes didn't wear out, their health didn't fail, manna flowed freely, water was uh, gushing from the rocks. Oh, Lord, we don't even believe that because we're technologically sophisticated but experientially stupid. Lord, grant unto your people the spirit of revelation and the acknowledging of you, Lord. And I rebuke the spirit of shame. God, there's a lot of Christians listening to this broadcast tonight that carry a shame with them. Shamed about what they're doing, shamed about what they've done. Just shame, Lord. You said, behold, I will make you as white as snow. Lord, I rebuke the spirit of shame, and I rebuke the spirit of suicide over those who believe suicide is the only way out. And I speak life to every single person that's listening to this broadcast tonight that would take their own life. And I say to live. God, as you spoke in Ezekiel 16 to those who were abandoned, literally babies abandoned, aborted, still living, but just just basically with the afterbirth on the side of the road, you passed by and you said live. Oh, God, I say live to those who want to take their own lives tonight and be victorious in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask that you would bless Romy and Stephen, Lord. I do not know how Stephen can go through any more than he's gone through, but, Lord, I pray you bring him through. I ask that you heal Sue Bradley, Lord, in Jesus' name. I ask, oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you be with Debbie and Don. I thank you for bringing uh, Don back from death's door, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for healing Glenn and healing Jim P and healing all those who are in, who are in need. Lord, touch my, my, my friends and my listeners. Touch those who have infirmity, who are paralyzed, God. Lord, we're a bunch of hypocrites if we don't walk in what we know to be the promise of the word. I pray you grant a free release of your power and that you encourage and that you minister and you speak life. And, God, that you bring the lonely into families. And I pray, Lord, that those who are alone out there, that you would bring like-minded people. You've told me to profess that and claim it for these, Lord, who are listening, that you'll give everyone listening who is alone in this walk of dealing with the end times, that you'll bring better friends into their lives than they would choose for themselves. And, Lord, I ask for a a restoration miracle in Porcupine Glen, Lord. I ask for a restoration miracle in O-Ears, Lord. I ask that you would absolutely protect him. And I pray, Lord, every single plot, snare, scheme, and assassination attempt against he, against Hawk, would be gone in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your life, your provision, and your sovereignty in all of our lives. And I pray, O God that each and every one listening to this broadcast tonight will be different in the days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord, yes. Steve, uh, what is the condition right now of Romy's husband? How's he doing? Well, he's gone through another surgery, uh, and I hope 
this is the last one. I think he's had at least four or five surgeries. These are major surgeries. And the deal is, is that I think, and I could, st- I stand to be corrected, but I believe they've been in the hospital off and on for the last 90 days, and I think he's had at least three or four major surgeries, if not five. They believe this might be the last one, but they need a restorative miracle in both their lives. Romy has prayed night and day for so many people, sometimes 10 hours a day. By the way, she's the only intercessor I ever knew that had a helicopter over her house and guys filming her. I can tell you one thing. How how a wonderful woman of God is a subject of uh, you know helicopter overflights at about uh, 75 to 100 feet AGL above ground level, maybe even less than that, is a pretty astonishing story in itself. And uh, you know there's so many things going on, but here's the deal, Bruce. The thing is, is that we either walk in the miraculous, we are living miracles if we claim the name of Jesus, and the God who redeemed us in the first place can keep us in the second place. Amen. And uh, for those that are out there that are prayer warriors, what is uh, Romy's husband's first name, Steve? Stephen. Stephen. I just want to say a quick prayer for Stephen. Father God, in agreement with those that are praying right now for Stephen and in agreement with my brother Steve Quell here, we just bind the strong man in Stephen. We bind the spirit of infirmity and command it to come out of him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind the spirits of death and destruction and any foul spirit that is seeking to take his life, we command it to come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father God, we just cover him and Romy with the blood of Jesus. We ask that you would loose warrior angels to go down and surround them right now for their protection. And we loose the healing power of God into Stephen right now. And we say, be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father God, I just lift up my brother Steve Quell, Hawk, Tom Horn, all the men and women of God out there that have put themselves on the front lines, all of our soldiers, all of our veterans, and I break every witchcraft curse that has been spoken against them. Every curse has been sent against them. We break and cut it off of them and send it back to the original demonic center sevenfold. I just cover them all with the blood of Jesus right now. I loose the ministering spirits of God into them, and I ask God that you loose warrior angels to surround them for their protection. Put a wall of fire around them in accordance with Zechariah 2 and 5. And for the listeners out there tonight, Father God, that need a job, I'm asking that you in loose favor yes. with people to get the jobs that they need. I'm asking for a supernatural financial blessing on the people of God out there because the Word says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. And we know, God, that you're able to supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. So we're standing on this Word right now, Father God. We ask that you in loose ministering angels to the people out there right now listening. And we ask, God, that you would open up doors that no man can shut. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Steve, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to contact you? Well, best way is email. I live on my email, Steve777 at Steve Quayle, S-T-E-V-E-Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. And, Bruce, I just want to say at tonight there's rumors out that J.P. Morgan had to pay off the silver uh, futures contracts at 50 bucks an ounce. In other words, when people buy a futures contract, they want to take delivery. There was no silver to deliver, so the point is they offered them 80% premiums. That means there was no silver, but instead of giving them silver, they gave them money. So, you know, the people that were long silver, they wanted to stand for delivery. There was no silver to give them, so the, and this is all over the Internet and mainstream stories, 
at $50 an ounce. The point that I've tried to make with people over all the years is this. Jesus said, if you're not faithful with the unrighteous mammon, how can you be faithful with the true mammon? I see people, and by the way, the first thing people all have to acquire is food. Food first. Water purification. You know, if you have a water purifier, you can purify a lot of water. But if you don't have a water purifier, you're in, in trouble. You better have Again, a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because and, and, and people toilet paper is going to become yeah. more, more uh, difficult to acquire. But here's the thing. If somebody makes a a killing, let's say someone's made a million dollars, there are people listening to me that have made a million dollars, and you've got to ask yourself this, if you're in a position to help someone, if the money is to fail, maybe the person that you're going to help, i.e. a Vietnam vet, an Iraqi Afghanistan vet, whatever, you know, that guy may be the only guy in the world that can keep you alive because you, most people listening to me, do not have the skills to defend themselves against armed hordes. They don't even know basic battlefield tactics or weapons handling or anything. My goal, Bruce, and I've asked the Lord for this, so I'm crazy, so I don't care, but I, my goal is to have the people that God is speaking to their hearts step up to the pump, and if it were possible, and I have a plan, I want all 107,000 vets that are on the streets off the streets. Amen. I had a man here today as a decorated Marine. His son was killed in Afghanistan. Uh, wrote a beautiful song. I'll be playing it by the grace of God next week. My daughter Stephanie wrote the music. He wrote the lyrics. And he wrote it from a father's heart. And, and I mean, I'll tell you what, it's an amazing thing. What I'm saying is this is that there's 107,000 men on the streets. He even told me of a couple Congressional Medal of Honor winners on the streets. There are people that have been listening to me, and God's been prompting them. And I'm telling you point blank, I would, what I have in mind, and I, this is just a dream, maybe it's out of time and maybe it's out of place, but I, I would hire the people, and a lot of these vets and nurses and everybody will work for free, and I'd put them into, uh, uh, when I say this, a community that is absolutely designed to acknowledge, and I know how much this costs. By the way, I can count in the high-dollar uh, you know, Mark. So I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, afraid to ask big of God because He's a big God. But there are those of you out there that can make a difference, and if you can even help me, I don't care if it's a hundred guys off the street, a thousand guys off the street. But I really do believe it's a tragedy and a travesty, and I believe it's by design. And my prayer is that these guys will literally, literally, uh, you know, be taken off the street. Amen. Look, our folks de- deserve better than this. They gave their lives for this country. And unfortunately, they weren't uh, taken care of, many of them, when they came back. In fact, uh, I understand there's been 50,000 already that have lost their hearing. The government wouldn't even pay for a hearing aid. But folks, you know, you and I can make a difference out there. And if uh, the Lord is speaking to your heart right now, you'd like to help with this program, I want you to contact Steve and um, get a hold of him and let him know what you're able to do. Uh, You can get him at steve 777 at stevequell.com because there is a lot of veterans on the on the streets right now and steve uh steve is a man that uh puts his money where his mouth is i know steve that you were one of the first to come forward and help with the wichita kansas mission and i'm talking about uh brother dan caitlin a city with over 600 churches and you still got people dying under the bridges from from the cold from the elements and they won't even open up their fellowship halls and let people come in and sleep on the floor. And uh, Steve um, made the call, 
and donated a massive amount of food to get them started. So Steve does a lot of humanitarian work around the world, and I would encourage you, if the Lord's putting on your heart right right now, to contact him and let him know that uh, you would like to help, and uh, he'll get it to the people that need it. Well, and, and Bruce, I have a, a, I mean, I've got some amazing people. We're talking world-class doctors. We're talking world-class surgical nurses. I have men, uh, psychologists. One of my dearest friends, I, I just use his first name, Rick, he came to me and he said, Steve, anybody needs my help, it's free. And this guy is an amazing counselor. God bless you, Rick, if you're listening. And I've had people, doctors, I've had everyone. And, and see, the thing is, I've even contacted the realtors, and I said, look, I want you to find me, uh, you know, a hospital that's abandoned. I said, we're going to gut the place. And, and again, Bruce, by, by the grace of God, I've been in the metals business. I deal with a lot of people that have a lot of money. But I can tell you this, that I, I don't believe, uh, you know, I could do this, but I have men and women that are, are exemplary in being able to implement one of the biggest plans in the fast amount of time. I'm not talking about a building project. I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about something where you would literally be able to pull the men and women off the streets with funding in 30 days, you know, and regional centers. And this is where you'd meet their physical needs and you'd meet their spiritual needs. I'm not bashful. Look, if Jesus tells me to do this, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to say, oh, this was a great idea, a humanitarian. I don't believe in a humanitarian effort based on human effort. I believe in a redemptive effort based on God's goodness and mercy. And so I've got my feelers out in different parts of the country. Look, there's a lot of areas that have basically just deteriorated giant buildings, uh, uh, hotels, motels, going into foreclosure, you know. And I'm not talking about just, you know, I'm not talking about a flop house. Uh, those of you that uh, know how I operate, I'll never give God my second best. I have a friend named, I can't give his name, but Bill T. And I have two friends, J.D. and J.P. They always give their best, Okay. And I'm not flattering them, but this is the attitude. David, King David said to the Lord, God of heaven, he said, I will not offer unto you anything that doesn't cost me something. And I'm not talking, Bruce, to the people that can, you know, would send in a 50 or $25 donation. That's not, I'm not asking for donations, okay? I'm, what I'm saying specifically is God has spoken to my heart. This isn't one of those shakedown things that there are people wondering what they can do and should do. These are people with a lot of money and you don't have any relatives to lead it to. There's no greater investment, men and women of God, who you know I'm talking to you tonight, who can invest in a person's life. What's a smile worth? Bruce, you know what? I'm learning something. I, when I see an ear-to-ear -ear smile, or when I get an email from, from some person who 24 hours ago was going to kill themselves, and, and they're rejoicing in God, I mean, was it worth it? Good Amen. bloody night. It's worth Absolutely it. Absolutely it is. It's worth it. It's worth it, ladies and gentlemen, to 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 invest in people's lives. Now you've got to do it wisely, and you don't need me to do it, but just ask the Lord, Lord, direct me to someone that I can be a blessing. And you don't even have to let them know it's you. You know, I've learned the the, the some of the greatest blessings is uh, sometimes I can't do it when I'm asking for public intervention, but it's not about us, it's unto him. You know, look, the deal is is that the kings of the earth have set themselves against the Lord's anointed, saying, we will not have this man rule over us. But the thing is, those of us who yield to Jesus, and you know, the fascinating thing to me is, yes, we're his servants, yes, we're his redeemed, but also when he says the words of Jesus, henceforth I call you no longer servants but friends, man, that's 
that that strikes a vibration in my heart I can't get away from, you know? I said, God, I'm the guy that's betrayed you. I'm the guy that's sinned. I'm the guy that, you know, is really having a hard time loving my enemies. And you tell me you're, I'm your friend? And he says, quit looking at what you are and look to me who can make you what I want you to be. So that's the advice I give to everybody is we don't live by what we aren't. We live by who he is. What a powerful statement. And I want to encourage everybody. You know the word encourage, Bruce? Encourage means to literally take courage and place it. To encourage means to place within courage. The, the neat thing is, is I know some of the most courageous women, and, and in deliverance, thank God he's raising up men, but I remember Mary Juarez, a dear little lady, and, and I mean, she was a Latino that, listen, she could walk into a room, and grown men, 6'6", six, six, couldn't keep uh, a demon-possessed woman down, she said, stand aside, and the authority of the Lord Jesus cast that spirit out, and she did Amen. in front of 300 men. So this is a true story, you know? Yes. And I've watched people who have a place in God with, with, with the Lord. I'll tell you an interesting story, and, and I probably shouldn't tell this story. I've got to be careful how I tell I love stories. Story, okay? <laughs> but let me, let me just say this. Uh, there was a certain issue going on in, in, in someone I cared for very life, and a man was destroying a young woman of God just destroying him, and I wasn't going to let it happen. And I called Romy, and I said, Romy, God bless you, Romy, i got to keep this together. I said, if God doesn't move, I'm going to have to take matters into my own hand. Understand, the woman would have been killed. She called me back, and she said, Son, God told me he's going to take him out. Now, this is an evil man, okay? And unfortunately, the Christian girl got, you know, blindsided so many times i've seen so many christian women fall for just you know some guy who's dabonair at one point and turns out to be the devil at the next and she said son she called me son and she said god told me to tell you he's going to take this man out of the way and i said what do you mean by that romy and she said he's going to die now she wasn't praying for that but she was praying for the solution to a problem that that was just tearing me up okay and the thing is, is that God supernaturally spared the person, the young woman's life, and that man ended up blowing up in an airplane on the runway. Now, did God kill him? Wow. No. Did he kill himself? Yeah, because he made a fatal error out of his arrogance. He was a pilot. But I'm only sharing this to tell you this, that God really has the ability to watch over his kids, okay? Yes. And he really does intervene, and he's the only one that can intervene. His hand isn't short and that it cannot save, you know? Man, when he uses his arm, I mean, listen, when the strong arm of the Lord is redeeming us, I got news for you. That's a muscle, that's a bicep and a tricep that you can, you can really count on. And, you know, in retrospect, had God not answered the intercession, the young woman that I, I'm talking about would have been killed. The man was going to murder her. So, you know, is God faithful? Absolutely. Does yes. God intervene even before and beyond our prayers? Yes. Can he do a better job than we can? Most definitely. Will he answer the prayers of, of, of the cry of people's heart? Absolutely and most assuredly. So that's what I'm trying to get across tonight, you guys. We're his workmanship. 
We can't make ourselves. You know, Bob Mumford said a, a thing. He said, you know, when we try and crucify our flesh, we use rubber hammers. Let the Holy Spirit do it. He'll get it done. And when the f- flesh is crucified, the Spirit of the living God will come forth in power and majesty and authority. You know, Bruce, it's, 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 this is what we're talking about. We're talking about reality. Your grandmother, your grandmother, as you've explained her to me, the, the, the great old saints that would come up to me and grab me by the arm and pray for me, and they said, we're going home, Steve, but you've got to bear the banner. One guy said to me, his dying words, it's amazing. People give me their dying words, and it was this. There's no limit to the good a man can do, Steve. If you'll always give God the glory. And then he looked at me and said, always stay small in your own eyes. I'll tell you what, it's easy to stay small in your own eyes when God is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the God of all creation. He's the Redeemer of the earth. He's the King of glory. And see, this is why the Luciferians and all of those who hate God can't even mention his name. And it's a shame that if they won't mention it out of contempt, how so is it that the Christians, that that love God won't mention Jesus' name out of love. You know, I, I, Bruce, it's the enigma I have. It's, it's, it's the enigma I live with daily. And when I say I don't understand, I do understand, but it's still incomprehensible to me. Does that make sense? Amen. And, it, you know, it goes back to the, uh, the, the topic of this show, folks. Do you want the praise of men or the power of God? You know, the world is looking for an answer, and they're supposed to look at you and I and see Jesus radiating from us. If we want to be walking in the power of God, we've got to get back in the Word of God. We've got to obedient, be obedient to the Lord, and we've got to be willing to do what the Lord has called us to do, even if it's not popular. We've got to make a difference. And that's where you're going to see the power of God manifesting. Men and women of God are willing to get back and, and say, Lord, what can I do for you today? Not my will, but thy will be done. It's not about me, it's about you, because your son Jesus Christ gave all for me. Do we not owe Jesus Christ our all? Well, he, he, he saves us to the uttermost. He brings us from the guttermost. He takes us. You know, it's interesting, Bruce. One of the things I love about history and love about even understanding the Old Testament is this. The high priest could only enter in once a day, in, or excuse me, once a year, not once a day, once a year into the, the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle and in the temple on the Day of Atonement. Once a day, or once a, I'm sorry, once a year. We can go in before the Lord any day through the blood of Jesus, having boldness, therefore, brethren, to enter the very Holy of Holies. That's what the book of Hebrews says. So it's not with the religious garb. It's not with appointment. It's not with the, the uh, if you will, an air of superiority. It's with the blood of the Lamb that we're allowed access to the throne Amen. of God. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. You know, it says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's how we're going to overcome what's coming, folks. The blood of Jesus. The enemy well, hates it. They've tried. They've taken out of most of the hymn books, Steve. <laughs> Um, you want to get someone angry, use the name of Jesus Christ. They'll cut your heads off in some country for that name. And you know what? We've got to uh, not be ashamed of the Lord, and we've got to understand that um, if the Lord be for you, who can be against you? You know, and we're going to overcome by the blood of Jesus. Go ahead, brother. 
Yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I want to, you, you know, that you said they'll cut your heads off. Years ago, I think it was a decade ago, 10 years ago, and I'm sorry if I'm off a year or two, I'm not trying to mislead anyone. It's just I've done so many radio shows. But I remember the topic, and I don't like to get into demonology on the air because I want people's eyes on Jesus. But those of you that heard me say this will remember this. I said, and I even named the name of the demon, which I won't name on the air right now, but I said, the Lord has spoken to my heart that the spirit, the headless demon, has been loosed in the earth, okay? That, that was a time, if you remember, when after that time we first started seeing, you know, Danny Pearl, uh, the tragedy that was, and all yes, of the beheading. Right. And, yes. and so if, if you want to, I'll let everyone, you know, I, here's what I suggest. Unless God gives you the freedom to go into that stuff, don't do it, okay? And there are so many times that I wish I didn't know what I know in some areas. But all I can tell you is this, is that when the, when the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, the cosmo craters, you know, it, when it's talking about unseen evil entities that have full awareness. And, you know, it's what a lot of people consider masters ascended. And I tell people this, I say, look, the gods that all the ancients worshipped were either fallen angels or demons, okay, or a combination of both. And the thing is, is that we're now in a time period where the UFO phenomena is increasing on a daily basis, where it's no longer, you know, isolated people on county roads being abducted and being probed, you know. It's absolute uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of people. Or how about the twin suns in China or Thailand? Planet X is showing up. You know, the thing is, is that... I, you know what the government's the most afraid of? I'll tell you what, what they've told me, the guys who have split with the government, and some of them are running for their lives. They're afraid that the people will find out what they've been kept from and rise up against them before they have time to make sure there's no way they can rise up against them. Interesting, huh? That is, and uh, definitely uh, there's some preparation going on behind the scenes that a lot of America's not privy to. The government knows something's coming. You know, whether it be the uh, the fault line that runs up through the middle of the United States, uh, whether it be uh, Planet X, whether it be a super volcano, you know, there's a number of threats out there. Is it the big earthquake that's coming? The bottom line, the government knows something's afoot, and they're preparing. And, folks, so they don't have a contingency plan for you and I other than to put you on a FEMA food camp. Well, but, or um, turn you into a uh, food source. Soil and green. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the deal. Modified food, genetically modified food, produces genetically modified people. Whoa. The atmosphere is being terror-formed. I get, let's just say this, uh, uh, cranially challenged people telling me that, oh, it's just to reflect sunlight back into the upper atmosphere. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You know, somebody should file a class action suit against uh, uh, the the sprayers, and they know who they're. They know the very companies that are spraying, because everything they're doing is against every environmental protection agency rule in the United States. But no one will do that, Bruce. Just like the Constitution, or how about this? How about the uh, executive branch of government, the president, usurping constitutional authority? And, and, you know, the Bible talks about this time where we're going to be in the spirit of lawlessness, okay? Where each man does that which is right in his own sight. And the rule of law, 
is basically those who enforce it make its rules. And I can tell you this, that we are at a perplexing point now, a pivotal point in history, where the things are going to come. I, I don't think that, you know, uh, most Americans can understand how a flash mob could happen. Obviously, we've got Watts, and we've got, you know, the Rodney King trial, and, and we've got Kent State. I'm just trying to think of the ones that are the most contemporary. You know, we've got some issues, but nothing like what we've seen in Egypt, Tunisia, Bahrain, Oman, uh, you know, France even. Remember the French riots? Isn't it interesting? Yes, absolutely, with that, the Muslims. That the sword is given to take peace from the earth. If people aren't smart enough that are looking for a, you know, Brioni ascension suit to take them to the rapture, or a bumper snicker that says, in case of the rapture, this car is yours, you know, I mean, if that isn't the idyllic denial of what is, or some overweight, gluttonous preacher on TV talking about the rapture's coming tomorrow, and by the way, the rapture came and gone to those of you that were believing and sending me emails that it would happen on the 3rd, then it was going to happen Kemping, on the 5th. Uh, yeah, you know, he even says that uh, Allah is God. Folks, you need to oh, turn yes. him off. Uh, Harold Camping, I believe it is. <laughs> the one well, that said... You know, he he said the uh, he knew the date of the return of Jesus. I think five or six times. Oh yeah. Well, okay. How many times does a guy have to be wrong before people, you know, are are saying, look, maybe? And he claims to be a prophet. Okay. The thing is, is that look, uh, you know, and to say that Allah is God. Allah is the moon god. Okay, and the yeah. moon god's name is Sin. S I N. Hmm. Flee all deep- sin. In fact, uh, we. <laughs> Uh, on a side note, we, I have a brother who uh, was uh, doing a deliverance with uh, someone over in Germany recently, and they cast out the spirit of Allah. Folks, they're worshiping a, a moon demon. And Muhammad, by the way, was a pedophile of his own making. So, uh, you know, you've got a billion people chasing after that. Um, there's deception running everywhere. You know, people in the mainstream church are chasing another Jesus. Not the Jesus of the Bible. They're chasing another. And uh, we've got to get back to the Word of God, and we've got to get busy. We've got to occupy till he comes. And, you know, Steve, I was talking to someone about that term. You know, occupy is a military term. It means to take back enemy territory. Folks, we've been given superior firepower in the Word of God. We've got the keys of the kingdom. Whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Loosed earth will be loosed in heaven. We've been given authority over the works of the enemy. The question is, are we going to strap on our Ephesians 6 armor, get the Word of God and start speaking it, and go out there and unlock the cages where people are being held captive by the enemy? Or are we going to sit on the sidelines and do nothing as the innocent perish? We're going to give a, be given an accounting. We're going to give an accounting, excuse me, for what we did with our lives. And we can make a difference out there. We've got to preach the gospel. We're going to need to cast out demons. We need to... Lay hands on the sick, and we need to speak in new tongues. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today. Make no state mistake about it. Right, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, and Acts chapter 19. It was the only way the early church knew that what the Gentile Christians had was the same as what was given to them on Pentecost. They, you know, I, I've argued for over three decades with Baptists and with everybody else, preterists and all those who say the gifts of the, the Spirit passed away. No, the gifts of the Spirit didn't pass away. It's the uh, knowledge of the Word of God that has passed away, because if that were the case, 
then God would be a liar. And the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie because he said he's the the same today as he was yesterday and will be forever. As Amen. God, who is a spirit, inhabits eternity, time, see, the, the, even the basis of that argument, they're arguing in time and space, not eternity. It's irrelevant. God sits outside of time and space, folks, and he looked down and wrote, the, wrote down the words so we would have it and be able to see the signs of the time. And, you know, it talks about the ten virgins. They were all virgins. Five of them entered in. They had the Holy Spirit. They had the oil. Five of them didn't make it. They were shut out. We need to get back to the roots. We need to take these uh, purpose-driven life and how to live your best life now. Or as Benny Hinn once said, uh, I want everything God wants to give me now. I don't want to wait till heaven. We need to throw that crap out the door and realize, folks, we're going to give an accounting, so we need to be faithful servants. So when the Lord does return, whether you uh, remain to see him return to the sky or you lose your head, when you don't take the mark of the beast, we need to be found um, worthy. We need to be found working. We need to be going into enemy, enemy territory, numbers 3350 to 57, and taking it back, driving out the enemy out of the land, talking about the demonic spirits. I'm sorry for getting fired up here, Steve, but I'm going to tell you, we're overloaded. I've got more requests for prayer than we can handle, brother. The harvest is, is ready, and the workers are few. We've all been called in this battle. People need to step up. They need to man up and come up to the front lines and get involved in the battle because people are dying out there. Because nobody would stand in the gap. People are committing suicide. We had one lady that wrote in and said, please pray. My uh, son left a note. Uh, he said, I'm going to co-commit suicide. Thank God there were some people that were able to pray there and intervene. But it's a, it's a, it's a battlefield out there. And I look around, people are in coma. They're running off the battlefield, running the other way. They're on a long, long land. And they don't know what's lying at the door. And God's trying to wake up his people and say, get prepared. Get prepared spiritually. Be ready to meet me. If I were to come back tomorrow, but work is all not coming back for another hundred years because there's some work to do, folks. And again, God's not calling a Dunkirk evacuation. You and I are fixing to be entering into the Super Bowl of the end time. And it says, my people do exploits. We've called to be overcomers. Jesus says, you'll do greater things than I did. And we're not seeing this in America, and the question should be, why? So, it's a call to wake up and man up. <laughs> Let me give it back to you. Well, again, the, the situation is, isn't it interesting that the scripture you quoted earlier, God looked for a man to stand in the gap, and isn't this, what does the scripture say from there? He couldn't find anybody. You got it. No, they were doing their own thing. Amen. <laughs> you know, you see, it's amazing. Again, you know why the Vietnam vets and all vets, and please, I'm not just limiting this to Vietnam vets. I'm saying all vets, and sometimes I do that, and I'm sorry because I'm 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 59 and obviously graduating 69 Vietnam years. But the point is, is that. Uh, you know, you know why they want them dead? Because they're real men, okay? They're real men. They you know, don't come out of Southeast Asia and basically go down to uh, the Democratic National Convention and take classes on what it means to be a good metrosexual. And by the way, I'm an equal politician hater uh, or the Republican setup for this entire New World Order and 9-11 in the police state. That was a Republican thing. That wasn't the Democrats. 
So the point is, ladies and gentlemen, there is no political savior. There is no financial savior. There is no government program. There's Jesus Christ to the believer. And to the unbeliever, there's the mark of the beast. There's a temporary joy of thinking that you've got uh, eternal life apart from the Spirit of God, only to find out that even the technological promises of eternal life apart from God will be proven to be the falsehood and lies that they are. Remember this, Jesus said, hey, the devil was a liar from the beginning. He never gives you anything that he doesn't extract everything for. It's kind of like Keith Richards, the Rolling Stones. I read a statement he made the other day, eh, about a month ago. I think I mentioned on a radio show, he said, I'm not in any hurry to see my old pal Lucifer anytime soon. Did you see that? No, but uh, it doesn't surprise me. Folks, Satan doesn't have a good retirement plan. He may give you what you want in the now, but sin is only fun for a season. Then you've got to pay, and you're going to pay for it in eternity in hell, where the devils will sit and ridicule you day and night. And they say, well, how a fool you were that uh, we, we tricked you, and now it's too late for you. And so, folks, uh, I look at all the, the Hollywood actors out there. I look at the Charlie Sheen that's getting more coverage than anything out there, and I say, God have mercy. Do they not know what time it is? Tomorrow can well, all I be over. This. You know, again, uh, wow. Uh, if you think about the literal silliness of the hour faced with the absolute uh, uh, soon-to-be floods of overwhelming destruction, it, it, it just shows you that mind control is through the television. The only way to get out from under it is to kill the TV. When yeah. I say that, you know, I mean, you've just got to get away from that TV. I, I'm on the computer a lot because obviously I'm posting stories and I'm answering emails, but the one thing I know is this, is that it's a whole different world because I, I once coined the term lullaby of madness, okay? And I also coined the term, these are a long time ago, narcosynthesis. Narcosynthesis, as I defined it, was a state of anesthetization that was basically uh, you were uh, uh, put into an altered state and given all forms of uh, suggestion, not even post-hypnotic, I'd call it pre-hypnotic, but in essence, Bruce, it was not only the dumbing down, but it was the numbing down. Critical thinking no longer exists. History no longer is relevant. Nothing's relevant except a virtual world, the pleasures of whatever uh, electro uh, or temporal electro-neural stimulation, whatever it is, video games, iPods, iPads, whatever. The thing is, is that we're hooked Almost what I call, and this is a, a this is not Latin. I know it, but I'm trying to make it sound Latinish. I call it the umbilicus ridiculous. Okay, we're tied to the most ridiculous things through an umbilical cord that does not give life; it only sucks life from us. It's kind of like a suction hose into the brain. You know, you suck out all brain matter, and then you just insert it with a slimy goo and call it good for the day. The slimy goo is not you. It's not meant for me. It's not meant for you. It's not meant for us. What God wanted was absolutely, and he even says, come, let us reason together. People can no longer reason because they're unreasonable. You cannot expect them to even respond unless the power is broken over them. So that's what we're talking about tonight, breaking the power of the evil one calling on the Holy Spirit to fill him with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Go read Acts chapter 2, 10 and 9, no, excuse me, Acts chapter 2, 10 and 19, and see 
what it is. And then read First Corinthians and see that that you know the scripture is very clear. We don't know what we should pray for what we ought. You know, I mean, the point is, but the Holy Spirit can pray with us and through us in a language we don't even know. I have personally been in Christian fellowships where ancient languages that had passed away hundreds of years ago, and maybe there's four or five people in the world that know specific languages, I watched a Cornell linguistic uh, atheist come to know Jesus in listening to a, a prophecy spoken in tongues in an ancient language, and she said after she gave her testimony that Jesus specifically spoke to her, I think her name was Pat, and said, Pat, you know that there are only four other people in the world that know this language, and I'm calling you to me this night. I was in the congregation. I saw it happen. I heard the tongue. I didn't know what it was. I knew it was a tongue. I didn't know. And she came up, and she said word for word what the tongue had said, and she gave her heart to Jesus on the spot. Steve, there are some so, people out there listening live right now and that will be listening on this MP3 up on iTunes that are saying, you know what? I just give up. I can't do it on my own anymore. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And um, I need Jesus. How do I receive him? How does a person out there who does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as a Savior, Steve, make that decision tonight and receive him? Well, first of all, the Bible says if we believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, confess him with our mouth, turn from our wicked way, and ask God to come into our heart. He's not a gate crasher, you know, Obviously, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Here's, here's the easiest way I know. And when I say easy, to repent means, God, I'm living wrong. I want you to forgive me. I think the most powerful words in the universe are three, forgive me, Lord, okay? And you can add, for I have sinned. And I'm not talking about a Catholic, you know, confessional or anything. I'm talking about asking Jesus to come into their heart. Here's how I did it. I said, Lord, if you're real... I want you to reveal yourself to me. I confess I'm a sinner. See, I knew it. I didn't have anybody to tell me. I was proud of my sin. I did it on uh, speed. And when I say speed, I didn't use drugs, but I did it really fast, okay? And the thing is, is that what, what people need to recognize is this. The promise of the Word of God is all who call upon his name will he in no wise cast aside. So, Jesus, I'm a sinner I ask you to forgive me for my sin. I ask that you reveal yourself to me as my Lord and Savior. I believe you are who the Bible says you are, and I need your power, God, to change. And listen, God doesn't, doesn't change people overnight. It's a process. I mean, I've still got stuff I've got to change, and I've been at this 39 years, you know, and we're a work in progress, but we're also a finished work in the heart of God. And again, the thing is, is that the Bible makes it really... And then I would find, I'd go to a Bible-believing church, uh, ask to get water baptized. It's out of obedience. Can a person be saved who isn't water baptized? Absolutely, the thief on the cross. But even Jesus got baptized in water because he said to fulfill obedience. And there's something about it, going into the water as the old man, coming up as a new man, you know? I've baptized... Amen. Very few people, Bruce, because, you know, uh, I, I mean, I believe that anybody can baptize anybody, and I have baptized people in a bathtub, in a swimming pool, in a hot tub, and in a river, okay? 
So I'm not opposed to being the guy to baptize, but I'm saying in a fellowship, then there's usually people that will pray and stand with you, especially for new Christians. And new Christians have got to be discipled. They can't just come to Jesus. and They need to be taught in the Word of God. The best thing I know for teaching a new Christian, or for those of you that are new Christians and are struggling, is to go to DerekPrince.org and get his foundation series. It's the best in the world. And for those of you that want to get into the spiritual conflict and understand what Bruce and Pastor John Kyle and others are talking about, I would go to DerekPrince.org and order the spiritual conflict series. That series of tapes, now it's on uh, CDs or DVDs, completely turned my life around. And, And I would say this, Derek gave me the foundation of everything that God built on after that. And for most people, new Christians are the ones that absolutely must be taught the foundations of faith. If they're taught the foundations of faith by the Word of God, they're not going to stray, and they're not going to be basically uh, uh, you know, uh, subject to the cults, arguing with them from a position that the cults may know, but that is inaccurate. You know, Those who know the Word of the Lord, meaning the Bible, and it's explained and taught under anointing, I don't think anybody in the world that I know of has done a better job than Derek Prince in teaching the foundation. Now, obviously, the Baptists have their guys, and I'm not a Baptist, so I'm not you know, I'm not picking on them, and everybody's got their favorite teacher, but the point is, is that Derek was a Hebrew, Greek, and Latin scholar. He absolutely was, uh, you know, probably one of the most uh, prolific speakers, and a guy that absolutely had a heart for God. You know, the other guy I would go to is Custance, C-U-S-T-A-N-C-E dot org. Arthur Custance, probably the most bright anthropologist, and he's got a way of explaining the hard-to-understand stuff, especially for people that say, well, I can believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but I can't believe in Noah's Ark, and I can't believe this and that. I was in that category even after seeing Jesus, until Jesus sent two guys to pray for me from Seattle that I'd never met, and they came to Bozeman. I told the story, saying, we're seeking Steve Quayle. Let me might believe, lay hands on him. So the thing is, is that people need to be fellowshipped, and it's, it's, it's silly to bring someone into the world of, of the living God and then just abandon them, I'm sorry, bring them into the spirit world of God and then just abandon them to the world. You know, we don't do it with our earthly children. We shouldn't do it with God's kids who he entrusts us with. We need to train them up in the things of God. Amen, folks. And uh, that's the most important decision you and I could ever make. And, you know, if you've got <laughs> spirit left in your body, you're listening tonight, you still have an opportunity to make a decision for Christ. It's not too late. Hey, we are late in the hour. But it is not too late for you to make the decision. And then once you've made a decision for Christ, it's time to get busy. Get in the Word of God. Get a good King James Bible. Get in there and pray. Find some like-minded people to fellowship with. If you don't have a church, tune into Omega Man Radio. We have an Internet church <laughs> every night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And you're welcome over here. But the point is, is we've got to do something with the time we've got remaining. Or, hey, you make it into heaven, okay? You want to go in there with no reward? You know, number one is to get into heaven. Number two is to earn some reward that the moth can't eat up, the the thief can't steal, and the rust can't corrupt. And what you do down here for the Lord now is going to have eternal ramifications. It's not too late to get into the battle. And I In think fact, one of the best and one of the best things to do on the internet, seriously, is to go and look at visions of heaven and visions of hell. 
because and and God is so gentle and so loving that he'll show you what rings true. And I mean, again, Bruce, I think the thing of heaven, there used to be a time when, when preachers would preach about heaven and certainly preach against hell. But nowadays, it's just absolutely uh, a verboten, forbidden, yet to speak against or even about hell because most Christian men of God, or forgive me, that's not true, not men of God, but professing pulpit personalities, there you go, don't even believe in hell anymore. They're living la dolce vita, the good life, okay? But their congregants aren't. I can tell you this, I will, and, and I, I say this in, a, in a, the reference for this point. Instead of a mortgage payment, and I live in this world, I want you to know that, uh, I, instead of a mortgage payment for a big church, rent a tent or rent somebody else's building or rent somebody else's church, okay? And take the money of tithes and, and do what God wants. Bring the tithes into the storehouse that there might be meat in this house. It's the church's responsibility to take care of the flock of God, not the United States government, because the government never gives $1 that they don't take away 10 from someone else. Brother, that's the truth. Amen. Amen to that. Steve, how can people get in contact with you, brother? Well, um, again, the best way is on my website through email, and I'm getting quite a few emails right now. I would like to say one thing for those people that that don't know what's going to come down in this whole alien thing. I wrote a book that's been used by God to win more people in the scientific and atheistic community to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's called Aliens and Fallen Angels, The Sexual Corruption of the Human Race. The reason I'm telling people they need to get that book is because it lays out the nature of deception, the Bible. I mean, as you know, Bruce, you've read some of my books. I've sent them to you. Uh, You know, I footnote everything. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of footnotes. And the idea is is that will help you to deal. If you know what the nature of the deception that's coming is, just to put it into perspective, even Louis Farrakhan is teaching that, uh, you know, um, oh, Elijah Muhammad is coming back in uh, wheels within wheels, you know, in other words, flying saucers. So the idea that flying saucers are going to come and that the gods of the Sumerians or the ancient deities who are now being released through the stargates are going to come and, uh, and redeem us and teach us that they created Jesus and they're going to, everything that's going to come down the pike through the Antichrist, and if you think, well, I'm not going to be here, I don't have to worry about it, I would just encourage you to pinch yourself right now and say, I'm still here. Maybe there is something you could learn that would save you from the horrors of the future. You know, do you remember what, what Dimitri was told even by the angel? The mind of man cannot even begin to comprehend how bad it's going to get. We think, right. of that, and we think of that in wars and armies and guns and bazookas, tanks, jet fighters, hellfire missiles, particle beam weapons, TR-3Bs, TR-4Bs, shockwave weapons and all that stuff. But there's a whole different realm that's coming, and that's the invisible that has been chained and, and, and kept back from interfering with our dimension when that stuff gets loose. You know, Tom Horn and I were the subject of, uh, uh, oh, I forget, some kind of big Midwest prophecy conference. Yes. You know that you know that the guy that would make this statement. Here's the statement. Well, you know, there's a lot of people. This is a Christian. A lot of people out there saying a lot of this scary stuff. Don't listen to Tom Horn or Steve Quayle. Well, if I heard that, I'd want to know what Tom Horn and Steve Quayle are saying. Absolutely. And so the point is, is that Bruce, most people do not. And here's the thing: 
the R words. The most important R word in the entire English language is repentance, okay? As a Christian, the next most important R word is restoration, meaning the restoration of all things that the devil has has stolen from us, destroyed us, etc. But the the response to repentance and restoration is then responsibility. I have a responsibility to the Lord out of love to make sure that in as much as I can do whatever he calls me to do, I do it with all my strength, with all my might, and with all my power. Because, again, the thing is is that when God says, who is willing, too many people step back. I can tell you this, I will never allow someone to walk with me who says they're behind me. Every time a Christian has ever told me they're behind me, it's only as I'm going over the cliff and they're, uh, you know, standing on the surety of making sure they're behind me. Or my favorite are the guys who call me and say, well, I know you can't be telling the truth because if you were telling the truth, you'd be dead. Well, my answer to that is it's because I'm telling the truth and because of intercessory prayer, I'm not dead. You see, people set up absolute stupid thinking, or what one guy called stinking thinking will keep you sinking, that that they 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 try and form everything in their limited knowledge base. And that's why God says his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I know Christians that simply say, forgive me, they profess to be Christians, simply say, I don't want to hear it. That's negative. I'm just going to fill my mind with beautiful thoughts. And I said, well, you mean football, baseball, and basketball? You know, and, and seriously, we're in a position now at this crucial time in eternity, this place and time and space, soon to be no more, because the Bible says, and the you know mystery of time will be no more, the, when you're no longer in time and space, you're in the spirit and eternal realm, or time and space have been altered to such a degree that the old rules are superseded by the new revelations. Excuse me for yawning, but the thing that we have to remember is this. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you even unto the end of the age. It's not the end of the world. I got an email. Do I believe 2012 is the end of the world? Not at all. Not at all. I'll be posting. I had a great talk with David Flynn today. We had about an hour talk. He sent me some links to put up, and uh, I can only share this with you, that based on uh, what he's saying, you know, we're going to see the fireworks start in 2012 and carry through for the next three and a half years. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. We're told, choose ye this day whom you're going to follow. If the Lord be God, follow him, and if not, then don't follow him. And there are plenty of people who say, fine, I won't follow him. But to those of you that know that you need a strength outside of yourself and you need, uh, uh, you know, to come to peace with the living God and through the blood of Jesus and through the redemption that's offered through the forgiveness, this is the time to do it. You know, Bruce, I'm serious. I never expect that I'll have tomorrow, but I'm thankful when tomorrow comes. Brother, amen. Today is all we've got, folks. Uh, it says that men's hearts will fill them for fear of what's coming. I saw this news article where a young man, he must have been 18 years old, he uh, he was playing basketball, did the winning shot, and then he dropped dead of a heart attack. And this was a young kid. Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow, folks. God holds your heartbeat, but we can't take the time for granted. We need to make sure we've got our hearts right with the Lord Jesus, that we're ready to meet him if we don't wake up tomorrow morning. And then we need to get busy and redeem the time because the days are evil and night comes when no man can work. So uh, that would be my clarion call tonight. 
And, well, Bruce, uh, I, wanna, I just want to say thank you for letting me come on again. You know, just to the bottom line is, pray that God delivers you from the fear of man and imparts by the Holy Spirit the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is clean and pure and enduring. Ask God to show you if he wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. He does. Uh, you know, the Word of God says, even uh, if your earthly fathers being evil know how to give you good gifts, how much more will your heavenly Father give the gift of the Holy Ghost to them that ask? Get out of of uh, dead fellowships. If you're in a dead fellowship, listen, a dead fellowship is a sinking ship. A dead fellowship is a stinking ship. Get Leave the cadavers and go on to life. Pray that God will bring you into an established relationship with people that he'll provide fellowship for. If you go in your own strength trying to find somebody, people can say all the right things and turn out to be the total wrong things. People can cry crocodile tears in one moment and stab you in the back the next. So the thing is, is that God has a purpose, a plan, a direction, provision, protection, and he will give you the grace to persevere if you'll call upon him and appropriate through faith that which Jesus gave it at that one moment in time, that that atonement at one moment in time and space when the Lord Jesus Christ set everything in place total victory over death, hell, and the grave, and everything else where it all culminated in eternal life, and come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. There's a rest of the Lord, and that's what we're talking about tonight. That's the true Sabbath. There are people that will fight over what day of the uh, week to worship. The true Sabbath, as the book of Hebrews, is where we enter into the day of rest. We also enter into the personal rest. Jesus Christ is the peace of God, the shalom of God. He is the refreshing of God. And you know, people have a hard time with Jesus, and, and and I, I, I fight this with so many times in arguments where they say, God has no children. That's Islam's response to Jesus. Well, I got news for you. In the book of Proverbs written by Solomon, he says, tell me, O Lemuel, what is God's name or his son's name? By the way, that's an Old Testament passage. Believe me, that, and those who say that Jesus is Zeus's name, Jesus was before everything, and it says there's nothing that exists or consists that he didn't make. So just because somebody appropriates, Jesus himself said, many are going to come saying, I'm the Christ, and deceive many. I suggest that probably comes in more of a pulpit form than it does in a crazy form on a given Sunday. But yeah. the point is, is they're, if they're preaching another Jesus, Paul said, let them be accursed. Amen. That's the word of the Lord, Bruce, and good night, and God bless everybody listening tonight. God bless you, Steve. Uh, Steve, before you go, give out your contact information one more time, please. Uh, Steve777 at stevequail.com. Quail spelled Q-U-A-Y-L-E. And the reason I use three sevens is for the book of Revelation and the number seven. I just read to you the book passage out of Isaiah. I love the sevens at the word of God. It's his signature, and I figure since I'm his redeemed, I'd use his signature. So 777 is why I use those numbers after my name. Somebody tried to figure out if it was a mystical deal. Uh-uh, it's a reminding deal. <laughs> Praise God. God bless you for coming on tonight, Steve. I look forward to having you back again soon, brother. Bye-bye, Thank you so much. Folks, if you're just uh, now tuning in, we had uh, guest Steve Quill on tonight. And this show will be available up at MP3 in about an hour's time. Now, we're going to open up the telephone lines, and I'm going to ask my brother, Pastor Charles Costello, to come on the phone here in just a moment. 
Uh, I see lines lighting up, some people that want prayer tonight. If you need prayer tonight, the Lord Jesus Christ is able to meet you and take care of you and whatever you need tonight. If you need deliverance from demons, if you need physical healing, if you need a financial miracle, if you need some direction in your life, the Lord Jesus is the solution tonight. And we've got open lines, 917-889-2745. Now, we go off the live stream in about six minutes, but we've got another hour that we can continue. And so uh, two things. If you need prayer, then go ahead and dial in now and get in the queue. And if you would like to listen to this fourth hour, you can also do so now by dialing 917-889-2745, and you can listen uh, to the remaining hour. If uh, you are not able to call in or you would prefer that someone call you privately, if you will email us at uh, omegamanradio at yahoo.com, we will call you within 72 hours. A team of pastors will call you back. We'll, we'll pray with you. Whatever you need, you can get deliverance. Uh, you don't have to be tormented anymore. I'm just going to go to a, a quick break, and then we're going to start taking calls. So uh, now will be the time uh, for you to go ahead and dial and get into the queue. Uh, we do this program nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can reach me at Facebook, Omega Man Radio. Official website, OmegaManRadio.com. Should be up and functioning again in about 24 hours. To talk with Omega Man, dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Omega Man Radio with Shannon Davis. Are you being attacked, tormented, harassed, or hindered? If you answered yes, then it's time to get set free of your demons by the power of Jesus Christ and His shed blood. Contact us and a team of ministers will call you anywhere you live worldwide and cast out the demons in Jesus Christ's name. Send us an email to Omega Man at yahoo.com and include your name, address, phone number, and Skype address if you have one, and we will phone you inside 72 hours. Spread the word that Jesus Christ sets the captives free. Okay, we're back. Uh, let me see if I get my brother on the phone. Uh, Pastor Costello, are you there with me? We're going to hold here just for a moment. I think I have Pastor Charles Costello on the line with me. Stand by. And uh, we're going to uh, take our first call tonight. We're going to go to area code 843. Stand by. Area code 843, you're on the air. How are you tonight? Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. God <laughs> bless you for waiting. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to it all. It was really, really um, informative to a lot of things in my life. I felt like I should have listened to all of that. Um, well, you know what? Um, we're we're here to, for a service uh, to the community, to the world, international. Uh, we've been doing this program now for about uh, nine months. Uh, we do a live show every night, and people ask, you know, what it, what is your program about? Well, what we're here to do is do the full gospel message. We preach Jesus Christ. We preach uh, deliverance to the captives in the name of Jesus Christ. You can be delivered of foul spirits. We don't have to be tormented anymore. And we we pray for healing. You know, we're just trying to do our part. And I tell you, we've got um, more calls coming in than we can handle. And that's just a uh, a call to people out there. We need to get in the battle and help. We've all been called to do something. We can all pray. You know, we can even, um, you know, 
preach to our neighbors. <laughs> Everybody can do something. We don't all have to be missionaries. So um, anyway, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here and uh, take calls. What can we do for you tonight? Okay. Um, my husband passed away on March 1st, and um, we're not we're not really sure if it was a suicide or, or, or an overdose or if it was just a heart attack. But I've been struggling with um, feeling like, and my heart's like racing right now, as I tell you. Um, oh, don't don't worry about it. Just take your time. That's all right. Um, I feel like it, it's like watching me. Like I feel like he's watching me. Um, we were in the process of divorce, and you know I do feel like some emotionally like responsible for what he did. Yes. And I've been struggling with with everything that's going on. It's just very it's very hard because I know he told me that he struggled with his own demons, you know. And he had tried to kill himself before. And, you know, I would lay at night and I couldn't sleep and it'd get dark and I'd be like, oh, you know, ew, I don't like this. And it's just like everywhere I was going, you know, it was real bad. And like that, that little thing on the back of your neck that makes your hair stand up, you know. And you know it's not of God. <laughs> Disregard that, uh, that announcement. We've got another hour to go, so don't worry about that. Um, he passed away in March. He, part, he passed away on March 1st of this month. Lord, have mercy. I'm sorry about that, sister. God, have mercy. I don't know what to do. Are you um, Are you blaming yourself for his death? I mean... You can't do that, number I'm, one. I... I uh, I lost my own father. I've I've lost uh, people in my own family. I know what loss is about. But number one, you can't you can't blame yourself. Um, and you know God is His judge. We know uh, I have a I have a friend whose father committed suicide. He was on a lot of psychotropic drugs at the time, and uh, he uh, he came up on his father. And it was too late, and he wanted to blame himself. But you can't do that. Um, you know, only God knows the end of the story, but, uh, that's the hard part. Like I want to know, you know, and that, that's, I'm like, I'm struggling with that. Like, I don't know if he did or if he didn't. And it's hard. And then, you know, I had to put his stuff out from my house because I can't, it's like constant, like, it's like torture. You know what I'm saying? It's like an emotional torture because I can be happy and sad, you know? Yes, absolutely. Let me ask you: Did you all have any children together? Um, no, I have a daughter that um, I had before I met him, and that was her daddy. You yes. know, like he—he he was always her father. He was a real good father. <laughs> Amen. Now, let me ask you a question, sister. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Yes, I do. Well, praise God. Amen. You made the. Uh, the best decision you could ever make in accepting the Lord, and uh, praise God. Well, I'd be honored to pray with you tonight. And what's your first name, sister? My name is Louise. Okay, Louise, what I'd like you to do, we're going to pray, and then I would like you to uh, shoot me an email message and um, put your name and phone number and address in the, the message, and I'm going to put you on the network here. We've got um, a group of brothers and sisters who are prayer warriors. Uh, they're here for you anytime you need. Anytime you need someone to talk to, 
time you need some fellowship, and we also want to put uh, some information in your hand, and um, we'd be honored to do that. Uh, you can email me and at uh, Omega Man Radio, Omega Man Radio at yahoo.com. And again, just uh, shoot me your contact info. We want to get some information out to you. Uh, are you being attacked right now by any evil spirits? Are you being tormented at night? Anything else going on with you? I mean, I'm. I just, I just, un, it's unease. You know what I'm saying? It's like an unease feeling. And, um, me and my aunt prayed last night. You know, I slept pretty good, and yes. but I got. It's, there's just. When, okay, when I found out he had passed away, it was just a simple phone call. I was sitting on the floor, and I was crying because yes. he was in a different state. And as I'm crying and I'm sobbing, I'm like, no, no, no. From underneath me, there was this bang, okay? And so I called the cops. This immediate thing is I called the cops. It scared me very badly. Now, where were you in? A, it was a, you in an apartment or a house, or you just heard something underneath I you? was in a trailer. Okay. And you heard something, uh sound like a bang coming from underneath? Yes. And the cops right. walked around the house, and they were like, there's been no doors open, there's still dirt there. And that still scares me that there, you know, at, at the moment that I got the phone call, it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was from from that point until now, I feel like it hasn't went well. You know, I haven't had anything like try and physically hurt me, but it scares me. Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll pray against that. Um, well, let's just pray right now. Father God, I, I just lift up my sister right now. And first of all, Father God, I just uh, thank you for her. I thank you that she knows your son, Jesus Christ. And I right now cover her in the blood of Jesus. And Father God, I, I ask that you unloose ministering spirits right now to this sister right now. Power and love, sound mind, to help her in this time of grief, Lord. And right now, I just bind the strong man in her and myself, and I forbid any transference of spirits. And I ask, Father God, that you don't loose warrior angels down right now to surround her wherever she's at and her property there and her daughter. And I bind and rebuke the spirit of depression, suicide, any foul, tormenting spirits, that are inside you right now, sister, and I just command them to start coming out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, rebuke you, foul spirit. You cannot touch this lady. She's a child of God. And we just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing right now. I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells, any kind of witchcraft, sin against this lady. Anything that's been uttered against her, I break and cut it off her right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I send it back to where it came from in Jesus' name. I'm asking God for a hedge of protection around her right now. Warrior angels stationed around her property for her protection. I ask for the wall fire, Zechariah 2 and 5, just to surround her right now in the name of Jesus. And again, God, I'm asking for ministering spirits to be sent to her to comfort her in this time. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Sister, what I want to do is I want to put you in touch with some sisters that are going to pray with you and work with you. And um, shoot me that email with your contact information, and they'll be calling you first of the week. 
Okay. To, to follow up with you and uh, continue to pray for you during this time. And uh, we're here for you. Anything that we can do, we're only a, f- a phone call away, so we'll exchange numbers after I get that email, and uh, we'll be glad to pray with you day or night. Uh, the, the most important thing you need to, to do right right now is uh, not blame yourself. What happened to him is in the Lord's hands. The Lord knows all about it. And um, God is able to keep you in this time. You have a right to grieve right now. Anytime we, we lose uh, someone, um, that's only natural. But uh, the Lord can sustain you. And uh, he knows the end of the matter from the beginning. So yeah. if I can offer any solace right now, I know it's hard. <laughs> we we had a long history, you know, a long history. And I felt like a lot of the times whenever we were together, it was we were in a destructive relationship, you know. And I feel bad that I, I couldn't save him and I mean I'm, I know it's stupid for me to say but you know I just wish I could have saved him <laughs> well sometimes we all wish we could do do a little bit more but um, you know God knows all about it and uh, you, you cannot blame yourself I, I don't know all the circumstances of w- what happened with him and I don't need to know that but again God God, know, God knows um what has occurred here, and uh, it's in his hands right now. But uh, you're living, and you've got to continue on. You've got a daughter. You've got to keep pushing on, and you've got to um, be strong right now. And um, the Lord is going to sustain you. So I, I would turn it over to the Lord Jesus right now. He's the only one that can help any of us right now. And he's able to do it when no one else can. And he won't let us down. You're right. <laughs> He put me back on my feet, you know. Hey Amen. He he can uh, he can he can solve the problems that no one else can. Um, I'm looking forward to your email, and uh, we'll be in touch with you here in a few days, sister. God bless you for calling in tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night, folks. If you need prayer tonight, we're here and uh, lift up that sister when you pray. That's a hard thing to lose uh, a loved one. And I would also ask those that are listening to keep my grandmother Wheatus in prayer tonight. I got um, uh, a message uh, last night that uh, she was admitted to the hospital. Some of you may know her from um, the program that we did with her. Uh, she's a 79-year-old prayer warrior. Actually, has a gift of prophecy. Her and my grandfather uh, ministers on the mission field for many years. Trinidad, Tobago, Haiti, served God for you know, their whole lives, and uh, she's in a battle for her very life right now with a bronchial infection. So, of course, I called her today and lifted her up and prayed and went into some spiritual warfare battle. But um would appreciate your prayers for her tonight. Let's go to the next call. We're going to go to 318 Area Code. You're on the air. How are you tonight? Hello, uh, Shannon. Hey there, brother. How are you tonight, brother? I'm okay, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Absolutely. How can I help you tonight? I'm uh, an Air Force veteran. I I just got kicked out, and I'm having a really, uh, just a really rough time in my life. Recently went through a divorce. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know what what to do right now. I'm looking for a job. It's it's just really rough. 
It's a hard economy right now. It sure is. Amen. But, you know, the Lord can uh, He can provide. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Um, yeah. I mean, I accepted Christ as my Savior when I was, like, four. Praise God. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, I don't remember it really well. And this is, I I guess that's the big problem I've been having is, uh, it's not that I don't trust that that Jesus is my Savior, but I just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't necessarily remember doing it, so. I can uh, empathize with you. I mean, I probably received Christ, I think, when I was about four, you know, raised in the church, and then I, you know, I followed the Lord, I was about 18 and then walked away. And uh, okay. I should have died and bust tail wide open, but he had mercy on me. And, you know, he was able to to call me back, and I repented, and he forgave me. You know, we've all fallen short at one time or another. He doesn't give up on us, though. And, uh, you know, we can make sure of that tonight. I mean, to, to be certain of your salvation is not hard. You can ask a man. If you're already saved, it's not going to hurt. <laughs> if you're not, then... Uh, you, if you were to meet him tomorrow, you know you'll 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 enter into the kingdom. Um, but uh, with regards to um, this other, we're certainly going to pray for you right now. And um, let me ask you some other questions, uh, just so I know how to pray. Any time in your life ever involved in any kind of a cult or witchcraft? Um, ever play with a Ouija board? You know, see a fortune I've never, teller. I've never physically played with any Ouija boards or anything like that. Um, I used to listen to a lot of black metal type music. Okay. Uh, I've stopped recently, but... Read horoscopes, uh, ever see, you know, see a fortune teller, water witching, tarot card, you know? No, I've I've never done anything like that, but I have had the, the dreams where there's a demon and... Uh, there's sexual activity, some really, uh, really scary stuff. You do you do you get attacked sometimes at three a.m. in the morning? Ever find yourself laying in bed and you kind of feel paralyzed, can't move? Yes, sir. That happened to me uh, more than once. I've woken up at three uh, thirty-three in the morning. Actually, very yeah, terrifying. A lot, of, a lot of activity between twelve and four. It's uh, people in the cold have told me, uh, you know, that they've come out of it. That it's the witching hour. You know, it, it it just seems to be when it's the most quiet time in the world, yet uh, not outside going on. You know, there's a lot of demonic activity at that time. So for whatever for whatever reason, yeah, that I'm hearing that a lot. In fact, I've been attacked at that time myself before. Um, so th- there could be some gateway there that's opening up. But what do you know about your family? Any uh, parents, grandparents ever involved in the occult? In any secret societies like Masons? Um, not any- that I know of. Um- you know, my, my parents, my grandparents, uh, none of them have ever really been all that successful, just regular type people. As far as I know, there's no Masons or, you know, Illuminatus or anything of that nature in my family. And that's but, uh, there is a history of alcoholism. Alcoholism. That. that was going to be my next question. Um, yes, sir. Let's talk about alcohol and drugs. Now, I don't know you, and so you don't have to, you don't have to worry um, just be honest. The Lord hears you, and He knows your heart. Any time in your life you ever did alcohol, any kind of drugs, marijuana, cocaine, just played around with things, or had a problem anywhere? Yes, uh, lots of alcohol. Um, okay. When I joined the military, I went to Germany. It was my first 
first duty station. And, yeah. you know, it was fun for a while. And over time, especially since my divorce, it's become uh, a problem, to say the least. And uh, I think it was a big part of uh, what led to my divorce. I've used Pretty common uh, out there. marijuana, yes. cocaine, okay. two or three times. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm not proud of it. Absolutely not. But hey, We all fall short sometimes. But you know what? If we repent and we mean it sincerely, the Lord forgives us. He doesn't remember anymore. I mean, I've done some horrible things in my life. And you know what? I got to the point that... Uh, I said I can't go on living like this anymore. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make it. And at that time, I repented, turned over the Lord, and when He forgave me, He didn't remember anymore. The only one who remembers is you and the devil. We got to stop listening to the devil. And when we repent, the Lord doesn't remember anymore. He throws it into the sea of forgetfulness, as you, as He said. Uh, so we'll we'll cover that area too. It sounds like you got some familiar spirits that came down the family line, uh, areas of alcohol. You know, typically there'll be a pattern that something will come down the family lines, and that. That's an indication that there's some demonic gateways there you want to you want to shut down. Um, let me ask you about the area of sex uh, before marriage or or during it. Uh, ever have fornic ever fornicate adultery any of that? Um, yes, sir. A few times before I got married. Okay. I never never cheated on my wife though. Reason I ask you about that is uh, anybody's ever had sex outside of marriage, and I certainly did. Uh, what we form is uh, soul ties ungodly soul ties, that is, with that person, means, you know, when you lay with them, you become one flesh, literally, like the Bible says, and any demons they've got, now you've got, or vice versa. Does You know, not to mention, you know, sexual diseases, but STDs, they take on a new, whole new meaning when you think about it in the context of the spiritual, sexually transmitted demons, because really you become one flesh, and uh, until you cut that soul tie, anybody they ever go out and have sex with, they're demons they get, and then they come to you because you've got a connection going all the way back. So that's something we want to break right there. So these are the biggest areas. Uh, typically, demons will come in through uh, involvement in the occult, um, through uh, sexual sins, sins of the fathers, uh, alcohol, drugs. They all open up gateways. Let me ask you this. Is there anybody that you can think of right now who's ever hurt you really bad that you still have some bitterness and unforgiveness against? Um, I don't know. I could say maybe a little bit towards my uh, commander and first sergeant for kicking me out of the military. Other than that, I would say no. And that's probably... I, never, I mean, I was never abused as a child or anything like that, so... Okay. We we get, we get a lot of people that are, praise God, that that didn't happen to you. I'll tell you, that's a, that's a, that's a very hard one to deal with. But but even so, a person can be set free. I had a guy walk in the other day who was raped when he was five years old. He's a homosexual and um, wanted to kill himself many times. And he broke down and cried, and he never even told that to his parents. And we prayed, and, you know, he forgave. We cast the demon out in Jesus' name. He's getting set free today. Uh, so, you know, there, there's not anything too hard for God. The reason I asked about the unforgiveness is, would you believe that's probably the biggest, easiest gateway for demons to come in? And the reason being, it's simple. You know, Jesus says, if we don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. So, you know, there are some people who have legitimately hurt us, and we have a reason to be angry. But we got to forgive, and we got We can't carry that emotional baggage around. We can't let it hold us back. You know, it says, vengeance of mindset, the Lord, I shall repay you. So 
someone could have done some really wicked things to us. But, you know, we don't want anybody to go to hell. So what you do is you forgive them, let the Lord deal with them, and you bless them. And the blessing you, you pronounce on them is, you know, say, God, I ask that you would save them at any cost. You know, save their souls. So uh, if you're willing tonight, we'll pray. Let's see what the Lord does. Yes, if we could do that, I'd really appreciate it. It's taken me uh, a long time. I started listening to your show, I don't know, three, four months ago. And uh, I had emailed, and I, I got to be honest with you, man, I just really never had the courage to... Uh, to call in, there's just something, something scary about it to me. So, well, you know what? You don't have to be frightened. It's it's the Lord that does the work, and you know it says we overcome by the the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So, it's a pur- it's a real purging for us. We can get on get on the phone with someone we don't even know and pray and just you know confess our heart, confess our sins one to another. You know, and I'm not here uh, in a position to say I'm any. Uh, better than you. Dude, I was the world's worst. God saved me. I know if he can do it for me, he can do it for you and others. So praise God, you know, that um, there's not anything too big for God that he can't fix. You know, he can take Humpty Dumpty, fell off the wall, and put him back together again. I've had 35 <laughs> cents in my pocket. I was living in a foreign country at the time, and I was uh, headed out to a job interview that I didn't even know if I would get. And even if I got it, I had no way to get back today uh, to catch a taxi. I was broke. <laughs> I had a check waiting for me on the other side of town, and I said, God, I don't know how I'm going to do it. This is like a suicide mission today. <laughs> but it, I made myself go. I got hired that day. I came back, and out of nowhere, a car pulls up, recognized me, and they said, you need a lift? And they gave me a lift over to where I needed to pick up my check that day, and it was the weekend, and I got it just in time. You know, God can do miracles. Despise yeah. not the day of small things. You, know, you may be sitting without a job right now. God can put the dream job in, in your lap. And, uh, you know, there's nothing too hard for God. Well, you I know, think let's I remember just, you uh, telling me that story, and I think that's uh, what got me listening, actually. Brother, I, I've been broke and I've been rich. I've, I've lived on both sides of the fence. And, um, you know, I'm back down to you know living week to week again, trusting the Lord. But, you know, it took him getting me on the back side of the desert again to, to, to get me to the point where, you know what, in the times that come, my heart is not going to faint when these things start to hit the world. Now, others that don't have Jesus Christ as their Savior and aren't prepared to turn to Him in the hard days ahead, they may not make it. That's why, you know, we've got to we've got to uh, get ourselves prepared to endure because we're going to go through a lot of suffering before the return of the Lord. But the point is, is uh, He's not going to put on anything on us that we can't we can't handle with Him. That is. So. Um, there's nothing I could have done that would make me uh, unsavable, basically. You know what? There's only one one thing that would, or well, there's only two things I could tell you that would would cause you to be beyond redemption. That's if you took the mark of the beast, and it hasn't been offered yet, so you don't have to worry about that. Or if we blaspheme the Holy right. Spirit, and I don't believe right. that you've done that. So listen, it doesn't matter what sin you've committed. Uh, there's not anything that the Lord can't set you free of and wash you up with tonight. Let's just make sure. Let's just get this issue of salvation worked out. You can be sure tonight. And if anybody's out there listening, you know you can pray the same prayer and get set free tonight, and and know where you're going to go if you you were to die in your sleep tonight. You know, we, if we know where we're going to spend eternity, we don't have to have fear of what's coming because be absent from the body is be present with the Lord. So uh, just say something like this, you know, Lord Jesus. Lord just Jesus. Repeat after me. 
I I confess that I have uh, fallen short at times. I confess that I've fallen short at times. I confess that I'm a sinner and I don't deserve your gift of salvation. I confess that I'm a sinner and I do not deserve your gift of salvation. But I believe that you died on the cross for me. But I do believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you're the Son of God. Lord Jesus. I believe that you are the Son of God. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would come into my heart tonight. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would come into my heart tonight. I ask that you would wash all my sins away. I ask you to wash my sins away. And be my Lord and Savior from this point on. And be my Lord and Savior from this point on. And I believe you're coming again. I believe you're coming again. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the for the gift of salvation tonight. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of salvation tonight. Brother, it's that simple. I mean, it's not complicated. It's a gift. Nobody can earn it. Uh, you can't buy it. None of us are good enough. You could be Mother Teresa and still bust tail wide open. You know, it's uh, it's only one thing that gets us into heaven. That's do we have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and do we invite him in? And you've done that tonight, so... You know, what the Lord has done is he, he has sealed your spirit until thank redemption. You, thank you, Jesus. He's thank the one Jesus. brother to thank. Thank you, Jesus. He sealed you until the day of redemption, brother. And now what Praise we've got to do is we just got to say, Lord, what can I do for you? Open the right doors, shut the wrong doors. Get in the word of God every day and just wake up and say, God, not my will, thy will be done. And, brother, there's not anything we can do for him. He's just looking for people to love him and uh, be say, you know, I'll be obedient to whatever you ask me to do. He's just looking for people yeah. to love him and be obedient. And so... Uh, that's, and that's, you know, that's part of why I called you. I didn't mean... I'm, I hope I didn't talk over you. I didn't mean to interrupt. Not at all. I think all. there's a, a little delay there, but, uh, you know, I really just want to do whatever, you know, whatever God wants me to do, because I know that's... Uh, the only place to be where I'm going to feel right about what I'm doing. But I just, you know, no matter, I, I just don't know, you know. I don't know what exactly I'm supposed to do. Well, you see, God, though, I mean, know. he, uh, everything that could happen here to you and I, even tomorrow, is no surprise to God. God even knew that they were going to revolt in Egypt. He knew he knows what's going on in Libya now. He knew that Tunisia leaders would step down. None of this is a surprise to God. And so, you know, if if God already knows the end of the matter from the beginning, you know, he's able to take care of us in this time ahead. We just got to be willing to say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And uh I'll even give my life if if that's what you require. You know, if we're ready to if we're if we're willing to say, "Hey, I'll lay down my life to you, Lord Jesus." There's not anything the enemy can do. Because, you know, we don't have to have fear of men, we just need to fear the Lord. He's the one that can kill our body and put us in hell for eternity. That's the beginning Absolutely. of the So, if the God, I do, be, I do believe in the power of God and the power of Jesus. Would you, uh, Omega Man? I have, I have the problem of alcoholism. It's, uh, it's very difficult for me. The best I've ever done is just a few months uh, without alcohol. Um, cigarettes is even worse. I've only done three, four weeks about cigarettes, and I always end up going back. And that's one thing. I, I know it's wrong, 
And I need well, to stop. Well, you know what? The Lord can deliver you that. Now, I'll tell you, um, the best way to kick an addiction is to go on a three-day fast. You know, some demons only come out with prayer and fasting. Um, we, we've talked to people that were on... Uh, that were addicted to crystal meth, and they know that's pretty about as addictive as you can get. They were able to break it on a three-day fast, no food, just water. So I would encourage you and anybody else out there who's got a hardcore addiction um, to consider fasting. If you can't do three days, try one day. You could do something like this. You know, you have dinner. You don't eat until dinner the next day. That's a one-day fast. But for heavy, serious drug addictions, uh, typically the best way to kick that is and break the back of the enemy is a three-day fast, just water. So that's something I would encourage you to do. But, you know, we're going to pray for this right now. So here's what we need to do. Um, let's go ahead and just repent of the sin, and then we're going to break that gateway that these demons came in. Let's start with this issue of alcohol and drugs. Just say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I repent for using alcohol. I repent for using alcohol. I repent for any drugs that I've used, whether they be marijuana, cocaine, or whatever else came, comes to mind. And I repent for using any drugs that I've used, alcohol and cocaine and marijuana. I also repent of the sins of my father in the areas of drugs and alcohol. I also repent of the sins of my father, uh, marijuana and alcohol. And I ask this in Jesus' name. And I ask this in Jesus' name. I also repent, Lord, right now for having sex outside of marriage. I also repent, Lord, right now for having sex outside of marriage. And I for, for repent of any involvement I may have had with the occult, known, known or unknown. And I repent, Lord, for any involvement I may have had with the occult, unknown or known. I also uh, break the curse of the bastard going back ten generations on both sides of my family. I also break the curse of the bastard going back ten generations on both sides of my family. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. And what we just did, brother, is we just, uh, we've all got some sins that come down our family lines. And, you know, things our parents did, our grandparents did that affect us. That we're not, you know, it wasn't our fault, but we're living under a curse as a result. Someone's ever played with the witchcraft, it just put a three to four generational curse on them and their family line going down. If there's ever been anybody born out of wedlock, there's a curse of ten generations. That's a long time. And I don't know enough about my family to know if that even happened, so we just covered it tonight. And that's what I typically do, just to be sure. So that's that's where it starts, folks. We We repent of the sin. And having repented, we're forgiven, and now we're, what we're able to do is command the foul spirits to leave that are tormenting us. So what I'm going to do for you right now, brothers, I'm just going to pray and agree with you, and you don't have to speak. Uh, demons come in as breath. Uh, they go out any way they want. Breath, they can they can speak, they can, um, your eyes might water, you might have violent coughing, you might feel like vomiting. If you want to vomit, just get a trash can and puke. Every demon out is one less in. However they want to go out is... That's the important thing. They get out. But it starts with repenting of our sin and then um, closing these gateways, which we've done by confessing the sin. Let's also break some soul ties here. Just say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I break and cut. I break and cut. Any ungodly soul tie that I may have formed. Any ungodly soul ties that I may have formed. To include any woman that I've ever slept with. 
to include any woman that I've ever slept with. In the name of Jesus, I cut them right now. In the name of Jesus, I cut them right now. And it's as simple as that, brother. It's just uh, it's just a confession of our faith. And so I'm going to pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lift up my brother right now. I just bind the strong man in him and also in me. I forbid any transference of spirits. And I just cover him in the blood of Jesus right now. Father God, I loose the warrior angels of God in Jesus' name to go down and surround him right now. Angels of God, take the swords of the Lord dipped in the blood of Jesus. Attack formation. And I bind every foul spirit in you. In the name of Jesus, and you foul spirits, as you come out, you're not going to hurt this, brother. You're just going to come out and go to where Jesus sends you. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you, foul spirits. Now, Father God, my brother, has confessed his sins. And you're, it says, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So I know he's forgiven. And I'm asking for deliverance, my brother, right now, tonight. So, brother, I'm just going to pray right now. Just be in agreement. Just agree in your mind. That's all you got to do. So right now, I find you a strong man in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You foul, wicked spirits, you start coming up and out right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Angels of God, go in and start sorting them. I put an angel of the Lord with a sword at your lowest point. Angels of God, start stabbing these foul spirits, drive them up and out. Any spirits that came in of alcohol, spirit of alcohol, manifested, come out right now. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. I stand in the gap for this brother, and I break... All curses that came down the family lines through involvement of drugs and alcohol on both sides of his family. I break and cut it off him in Jesus' name. Right now, I just break and cut all hexes, vexes, curses, spells, witchcraft off of you right now in Jesus' name. And I send it back to the original demonic sender. Any word curses have been spoken against you. Any, any form of magic or curse. I just break and cut off of you right now in Jesus' name. Send it back to where it came from in Jesus' name. You foul, wicked spirits that came down the family line of alcohol manifest to come out. You've been sent to destroy him, haven't you? I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out of him right now. Loose his lungs and let him go. Brother, to get the process started, just take a deep cough. Cough it out. Let's go, foul spirits. He's in agreement. He doesn't want you. you got to come out tonight. This is your coming out party, demons. I'm seated with Jesus Christ in the highest of the heavenlies, high above Satan, high above the principalities and powers, and that means you, you wicked spirits. It says where two or three are gathered, Jesus is in the midst. So I'm in agreement with my brother, and Jesus is right there with him and me right now. You foul wicked spirits, we've got authority over you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to come out. All spirits that came in through marijuana, cocaine, come out in Jesus' name. Let's go. Loose his lungs, loose his bloodstream, and come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Manifest and come out. Let's go. Come out of him. There, He doesn't want you. Let's go. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you, Satan. Angels of God, start stabbing these foul spirits. No mercy. Attack. Attack. Drive them out. Drive them out. Come on. Let's go, foul spirits. you got to go. It's civil war. Every demon inside right now. I command you foul wicked spirits. To attack the strong man right now. Attack alcohol and drugs. Pharmacia. Attack it. Sort it. Drive it out right now in Jesus' name. That's new. Come out of him right now. You foul, wicked spirit. Spirit of Calman, I'm talking to you. The demon attached to cigarette smokes. I bind you. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Let's go. Loose and let him go.
you spirit a comet, cigarette, addiction to nicotine, craving for nicotine, craving for alcohol. Come on, let's go. Let them go. Just rebuke you. Manifest, demon. What's your mission? I bind any right now. Oh, like, Come on, I just demon up with the blood. Drink the blood of Jesus. Take the blood. Taste the blood of Jesus. I just pour the oil of the Holy Spirit over this brother right now. I just pour the oil of the Holy Spirit into your into your eyes, demons, into your throats. Come out of him in Jesus' name. You foul, wicked spirits. You gotta go tonight. I want you to look at Jesus Christ. What's he telling you to do, demons? You're gonna come out. Let's go. Every foul, wicked spirit of nicotine craving and addiction. Let's go. Come out. Spirit of Calvin, come out of him. Spirit of infirmity that came in, emphysema, cancer, come out of him in Jesus' name. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. I bind every spirit of infirmity. Every spirit of infirmity that has come in through drug or alcohol. Cirrhosis of the liver, fatty liver, I bind you. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Loose him and let him go. Loose his lungs. Loose his bloodstream right now. Come out of his mind. Witchcraft. I disconnect you from mind control. You foul, wicked spirits. I'm talking to you right now. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. I forbid any foul spirit to communicate with one another. Father God, I just ask you take the minds of these demons and spin them around. I loose blindness and confusion into you, demons. Spirit of Babylon, I loose into you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not going to torture my brother anymore. You're going to come out tonight. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. I've got authority over you. I've got, I'm carrying the keys of the kingdom right now. Look at the rod I carry, foul spirits. I'm seated with Jesus Christ in the highest of heavens. He's given me authority and power over you tonight. You're my prisoner. And I command you to manifest right now. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. What's your name, demon? I want to talk to the strong man. I want to talk to the chief in charge. What's your name, foul spirit? What's your assignment? Death and destruction. Come out of him right now in Jesus' name. Anger and bitterness manifest and come out. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. What's your name, demon? The Lord Jesus rebuke you. You foul spirit. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the brother. I'm talking to you, demon. What's your name? What's your name, demon? Lord Jesus rebuke you. I brought, brought extra blood in Pour the blood of Jesus. Down. Like the blood. How do you like the blood? It's good. Doesn't it? Taste the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I smite you with the blood of Jesus right now, demon. Father God, I ask that you would fire your lightning, your thunder, to discomfort demons. Send the angels of the Lord to chase the foul spirits and make their way slippery. I loose the Holy Spirit fire of God down in you right now. Holy Spirit fire, just go and burn out these foul spirits. Drive them out. Drive them out in Jesus' name. Father God, I ask that you would fire your arrows dipped in the blood of Jesus to pierce these demons through right now. I ask for the hornets of heaven dipped in the blood of Jesus just to come down and start stinging these foul spirits. Drive them out. Let's go. I command you to loose this human spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I break the yoke off of your neck right now in Jesus' name. Angels of God, start smiting. Start attacking these demons. Sort them. Sort them. Sort them. Attack formation. Sort them. 
Oh, I'm out. Put a hook in there, Jerry. Bring him to the top. How do you like that, David? How do you like what we're doing in your kingdom? How do you like it, demon? You've been torturing his mind, haven't you? Is there something else I need to do, Shannon? What? Uh, how are you feeling right I, now? I feel, I feel uh, a little better, I guess. What's going on with it? You, you feeling any pain? Any nausea? I've, I've been feeling a little bit nauseous, um, and the coughing. Um, Some spirits are definitely coming out. The Lord is starting the process. You know, deliverance is like an onion. You peel back a layer, you get some deliverance, and God will show you something else. And then you get set free of that. We're going to keep attacking right now. Father God, I just, again, I lifted my brother. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the deliverer. Father God, I ask that you would point your finger, press down your foot on the foul spirit that you want to come out tonight. In the name of Jesus, you foul, wicked spirits that have been tormenting my brother at night. You know, who, you know who you are. Incubus, succubus, asmodeus, I'm talking to you. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Come out of him. Loose and let him go. Sexual fantasy, come out of him right now. Masturbation, come out. Any pornography, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Loose my brother and let him go. Let's go. Come out of him. I break all witchcraft that has been sent against you in your dream state. Anything that through you. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Let's go. You got to go, foul spirit. You have no legal right to stay, do you? I'm not talking to my brother. I'm talking to you, demon. Manifest right now. What's your name, demon? What's your assignment? You foul, wicked spirit. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. Angels of God, go in there and start cutting. Cut all the cords attached to my brother. I stand in the gap for him, Lord Jesus. We just break and cut any ungodly soul tie attached to him, any silver cords and ley lines attached to him. We break and cut off any roots of bitterness in him right now, in Jesus' name. Cut off all the communication lines between the enemy right now. Just loose the angels of God to surround the strong man and start stabbing the strong man right now, in Jesus' name. Sort him. You foul, wicked spirits of bitterness and unforgiveness, come out of him, in Jesus' name. Anger, come out. Depression, you spirits that are tormenting his mind. Depression, suicide. What am I going to do now? Come out of him in Jesus' name. Loose him right now. Let's go, demon. Witchcraft. Come out of him. Black magic, sorcery. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Death and destruction, come out of him in Jesus' name. Hopelessness, despair, come out in Jesus' name. Spirit of pride, come out of him. Angels of God, go in there and cut off the head and tell a python and boa right now. Wrapped around his mind in the name of Jesus. Cult mind binders, mind binding, end time mind control, come out of him in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, rebuke you, foul spirits. You foul, wicked spirit that is tormenting my brother. Everything you've done to him, I take away sevenfold and put back on your head, demon. You take the pain now in Jesus' name. How you feeling right now, brother? I feel uh, a little better, actually. 
Just saying, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask that you would fill me up with your Holy Spirit. I ask that you would fill me up with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come in and just burn out every demon inside of me in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come in and burn out every demon inside of me in Jesus' name. Fill all the voids. Fill all the voids. Right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Father God, I agree with my brother. I just loose the Holy Spirit of God. Go down and fill my brother. Fill all the voids right now. Holy Spirit, go in and just start burning. Illuminate the hiding places of the enemy. Just burn them out in Jesus' name. As you send your angels in there with blowtorches, Father God, just to burn the enemy out. In the name of Jesus, I cover the, my brother with the blood of Jesus. Cover his family with the blood of Jesus. Father God, I loose ministering spirits into my brother right now. Power and love in a sound mind. I ask God that you would loose angels right now to go out and create favor with him for a new job. God, I ask for a blessing on his finances. I rebuke the spirit of poverty and lack in Jesus' name. I'm asking God that you would open up a door in his life that no man can shut. I'm asking that you would give him divine favor and direction. God, show him where you, you want him to be and what you'd have him to do for you. In the name of Thank the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray right now. Thank you, Jesus, right now. Brother, here's what I want you to do. Um, I want you to email me with your name, phone number, and address. I'm going to put some books in your hands. And then this week, I'm going to get me and my brother, Charles Costell. We're going to call back, and we're going to go round two. And you're going to get set free, brother. Thank you. We deal with people that uh, came out of a variety of backgrounds, and, and God is delivering them drugs, alcohol, cigarettes. And uh, some amazing things are happening. He's opened up all kinds of doors. So you made the first step tonight, and the, and the Lord saw that, brother. So praise God for you tonight, your boldness. So email me at omegamanradio at yahoo.com, and I'm going to look for that, and then we're going to call you back. What's your first name again? Chad. Chad. God bless you tonight, my brother. Thank you. God bless you, Father too. God, I just ask that you loose angels to surround my brother, put a wall of fire around him, Zachariah 2 and 5, for his protection. And I thank you for my brother tonight, Father God, in Jesus' name. And uh, you foul wicked spirits. You thought I'd forgotten about you. I just bind and cage you in individual cages. You foul spirits that didn't come out. I put you in individual cages. You're going to be bound and gagged until you manifest and come out in deliverance. I fill you the cages with the blood of Jesus right now. Father God, I ask that you to loose angels down right now. Two angels at each cell. One to stab the demon day and night and torment it, and the other to read the word of God until they manifest and come out. You foul spirits, when you come out, you're going where Jesus sends you. And we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother, don't be <laughs> surprised if you continue to cough out, vomit. Things are going to keep coming out because we're marinating them right now, and uh, they're under extreme torment. And what we're going to do is we're going to call you. Once I get that email, we're going to pray and go round two, all right? All right. Thank you. God, you for calling in tonight, brother. Take care. All right. I appreciate you. Goodbye. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Let's go to the next caller. Caller 347, you're on the air. How are you? Hello? Yes, hello. Hello. Um, How are you I doing tonight? Be I could be better. Hey, we could all do a little better, right? <laughs> What's uh, going on with you tonight? Oh, my asthma has just been bothering me because of the humidity out here. And 
I've just been trying to find direction in my life right now, but I haven't been able to. There's a lot of people at the Valley Decision right now saying, what the heck do I do? Do I move? Do I stay where I'm at? Uh, God, what would you have me to do? You know, worried about the times. Now, do you know Jesus as your Savior? Yes, I do. Praise God, man. Best decision you could ever make. Uh, tell me a little bit about your background so we know how to pray. Ever involved in any kind of a cult or witchcraft? No. Ever play with a Ouija board or see a fortune teller? You know, read a horoscope, tarot cards, anything like that? Horoscope and a tarot card? Yeah. The tarot card, did, did um, you just pick up a deck and play around with them, or someone read your fortune with them? What happened? Um, I decided um, to I decided to take the cards and kind of throw them into a hat while I was waiting for someone. Okay, well... What that would have done is uh, it put you under a curse, but we're going to break that tonight. I mean, we can just touch that stuff one time. It's so serious to God. It'll put us under a three- or four-generation curse. I don't know anybody probably hadn't read a horoscope at one time. So, I mean, everybody's been contaminated. Hey, look, we let our kids go see Harry Potter, which is basically a, you know, it's a textbook on how to be a witch. And they come out of there um, with a with a demon that they didn't enter into that program with. I mean, that's that serious. Okay, so you were honest, and I appreciate that. We're going to cover that. Ever have any problems with alcohol or drugs? No. Praise God. That's a big trap out there. Uh, are you on any kind of psychotropic drugs right now? Any medication? Uh, prednisone for my lungs. Okay. So we've got, we got asthma there. That's uh, We're going to pray against that. Uh, it's attacking a lot of people out there. What about um, any history of asthma in the family? Uh, my cousin who died of it. Okay. All right. What about uh, any sexual sin ever? Any fornication or adultery? Yeah, I I just did my first time uh, a few weeks ago. Fornication or adultery? Are you married right now? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm okay. not married. We want to cover that. Uh, I had a real problem with that before. Lord had set me free. Praise God he did, though. Um, those are the big areas right there. Let me ask you this. Uh, is there anybody in your life right now that's hurt you that you've got any bitterness or unforgiveness against? No. Okay, praise God. That can be a blocker to healing sometimes, so you want to make sure you've dealt with that if there was a problem. Well, those are the big areas right there. Um Let's go after him, shall we? Okay. Praise God. It's real simple. Just saying, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I repent for any involvement in the occult. I repent for any involvement in the occult. Known or unknown. Known or unknown. I repent uh, specifically of using the tarot cards. I repent specifically for using the tarot cards. And I repent of any sins of my fathers coming down the family line in the area of witchcraft. I repent of... Can you repeat that again? Sure. I repent of any sins of my fathers. I repent for any sins of my fathers. In the area of witchcraft and the occult. In the area of witchcraft and the occult. Going back ten generations on both sides of my family. Going back ten generations on both sides of my family. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's pretty simple. That's all it takes. And if, you, if you're sincere, then the Lord just forgave you, and you've broken that. Um, now the, the demons have no legal grounds. The reason we do this and we cover it and confess the sin is we'll be doing deliverance, brother, and what happens is the demon will manifest. We'll be speaking to it, and it'll say, i got a legal right to stay. And then we end up having to go back and uh, break that legal ground. And if there's some unrepentant sin, the demons are right. They do have a legal ground to be in there until we break it and repent. They won't go. So that's where we got that out of the air, uh, out of the way. Let's let's cover the air of sexual sin. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I repent for fornication. I repent for fornication. Having sex outside of marriage. Having sex outside of marriage. Repent of any masturbation. I repent of any masturbation. And I repent of any uh, pornography that I may have looked or engaged in. I repent of any pornography I may have looked or engaged in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I also break and cut. I also break and cut. All ungodly soul ties. All ungodly soul ties. Between me and any other person. Between me and any other person. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I break and cut. And I break and cut. All soul ties. All soul ties. Between any woman I've ever slept with and myself. Between any woman I have slept with and myself. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's the main areas, brother, so we, we've done that. Now let's just pray and uh, see what the Lord does. And again, you don't have to say anything. Just be in agreement in your mind. Just will them out. Will against it. Um, what's your first name, brother? Michael. Michael. Father God, I just lifted my brother Michael today. God, you know his needs, and none of us are worthy. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've made deliverance available for the children. It's the children's bread. We know that. And right now, Michael, I just bind the strong man in you and in myself. I forbid any transference of spirits, and I cover you and myself with the blood of Jesus right now. And, Father God, I ask that you to loose warrior angels to surround Michael, wherever he may be right now, with swords drawn in attack formation, dipped in the blood of Jesus. I break and cut any lines of communication between any foul spirits and Michael. Anything inside or outside, and I forbid you demons to even communicate with one another. Again, your strongman is bound right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask, Father God, that you would press your finger down on what you want to come out tonight in the name of Jesus. So, Michael, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the foul spirit inside of you. I command you to manifest and start coming out. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. You wicked spirits, I'm seated with Jesus Christ in the highest of the heavenlies, high above Satan and all his principalities and powers. You're no match for Jesus Christ, and you know that. Jesus is in the midst right now, and I'm in agreement with my brother. You've got to come out, you foul spirits. You foul, wicked spirit that came in of asthma, come out of him right now in Jesus' name. Manifest and go. I'm talking to the spirit of infirmity. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. Manifest right now, asthma. What's your mission? Your mission is to destroy him, isn't it? Mission is to, your mission is to take all his breath away, isn't it? Lord Jesus, rebuke you. Be weak and foul, wicked spirit. Come out of him in Jesus' name. You wicked spirit of asthma. 
out of him. <laughs> Lord Jesus rebuke you. You may have taken this cousin out. You're not taking out this brother. I bind you, spirit, and I command you to come out in Jesus' name. Spirit of death and destruction, loose my brother in Jesus' name. Let's go. Loose his lungs right now. Come out of them in Jesus' name. Father God, I lift up my brother right now. I loose the healing power of God into his lungs. Be healed right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I just cover his lungs with the blood of Jesus, and I pour the blood of Jesus down the throat of every foul spirit inside of Michael right now. I just... I brought some oil of the Holy Spirit, too. I just poured over your head right now in Jesus' name. Come out of him. Let's go. Prednisone, come out. Prednisone, come out in Jesus' name. Father God, I ask that you would open up his breathing passages. Let all the aviola just open up. Increase his breathing power right now, Lord Jesus. You know, the word says that through his stripes we're healed. I command your lungs to be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Asthma, come out. Let's go. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I command you to loose this human spirit right now. Break the yoke off of your neck, Jesus. Demon, I want to talk to you. Manifest right now. How'd you get in? How'd you get in, demon? Command all deliverance blockers to be removed in Jesus' name. Of God, go in with a sword right now. Start stabbing these demons. Drive them up. I put an angel of the Lord at your lowest point with the sword of the Lord dipped in the blood of Jesus. Attack. Angels of God, attack. Sword these spirits. Sort them. Drive them up to the top. I command every wicked spirit inside of you to attack asthma right now. Throw it out in Jesus' name. God, I ask you to put little daggers into the demon's hands for the purpose of stabbing asthma. Drive it out. That's your new assignment. Destroy it. Satan divided against Satan cannot stand. Come out. You're wow. going to come out, and you're going to go to where Jesus sends you. All foul, wicked spirits that came in through sexual intercourse with other women, fornication, come out of him in Jesus' name. Father, I stand in the gap for my brother. I break and cut all ungodly soul ties. Anybody in his family line or anybody he's ever slept with or known in the name of Jesus. You foul, wicked spirits, come out of him in Jesus' name. Let's go. And loose the angels of God to go and recover bits of his fragmented soul. Bring them back and put them in their rightful place in Jesus' name. Witchcraft, I'm talking to you. Tarot card manifest right now. Come out. You demons that came in of divination, manifest. Divination, I'm talking to you. Witchcraft, black man manifest right now. I just pour the blood of Jesus down your throat, demons. How do you like the blood? Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. The Lord Jesus rebuked you. Everything you've done to Michael to torment him, sevenfold back in your head, demons. I break and cut every hex, vex, curse, spell, hoodoo, voodoo, witchcraft, word curse. Anything has been uttered against my brother, I break and cut it off of him and I send it back to the original demonic center sevenfold in Jesus' name. Angels of God, attack formation, go in there and start sorting them. Sword the spirits. God, I ask that you would fire your arrows dipped in the blood of Jesus to pierce these demons through like pincushions. Father God, I ask that you would point your finger at the demons that you want to come out in Jesus' name. Wicked spirits, I want you to look at Jesus Christ. What's he telling you to do? Look at him. Look at him, demon. 
Have authority over you, don't I, foul spirit. I want to talk to the strong man, the chief. Manifest right now. How'd you get in, demon? The Lord Jesus rebuke you. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you, foul spirit. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Asthma, I want to talk to you. Manifest. Asthma, what's your assignment? How'd you get in? How'd you, you come down the family line? Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Lord Jesus, this is your ministry. You are the deliverer. We thank you for what you're doing tonight. I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that you would just send your angels to go in there and just stab these spirits, drive them up to the surface. I'm asking, Father God, that you'd even send angels from down from Michael's quarters right now to assist. Start routing these demons up and out in Jesus' name. Cover my brother with the blood of Jesus right now. You foul, wicked spirits that have been tormenting him, incubus, succubus, asmodeus, come out of him in Jesus' name. Lilith, come out of him in Jesus' name. 